0: Mortal Realms, an Age of Sigmar story phase. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the Age of Sigmar. Your allies through the realm that was this episode are:
1: I'm Davy, and if it meant I didn't have to hear any more intro puns, I'd give my left eye twice.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm Aaron, and like
0: Gottric, uh I feel exposed without Paul here to guard my left side. This is Eric, and in my day, we slayed beasties, not realms. In this episode, we're discussing Realm Slayer by David Geimer. It was only a matter of time before Gotrik burst free from those old world stories straight into the mortal realms. Can these infinite landscapes filled with limitless enemies possibly hope to contain him? Let's find out, shall we? Let's. How are you gentlemen doing tonight? Really great. Superb. Really great. uh f- how are you?
2: Fabulous. Oh, that, okay. that's, Trying on, to, that's gotta raise
0: call, your. Right? I got to tra- raise your level. All right. Uh, let me uh, get in my seat uh, here. All right. All uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> doing great. Uh, what's okay. been going on besides uh, lis- listening to a book instead of reading it this time? We all had a little easier, right? We had a little less constraints. So, Davey, how much time did you get done? Uh, well, so actually it was harder for me Whoa. to listen to this because I uh,
1: was having some technical difficulties, but I got there. Um I painted up my Thorns of the Briar Queen. I uh, started in on some chosen axes. Uh, I'm trying to do like a Frost Giant uh, theme. So, blue skin, white beards, that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so, playing around. Got some, got some really nice uh, advice from uh, our our guy, Vint, at the Warhammer store. We made some recommendations. I kind of told him what I was shooting for, and he had some advice. So, um, just kind of a cool thing with uh, war bands. You can just try something out. If it works, awesome. Keep going with it. If it doesn't, then fair enough. Um, got to play a little War Cry. Um, that was lots of fun with this guy yeah, right here. right here. Yeah. Uh, we had a, we had a nice green skin bash up. Sure. So that was pretty fun. I
2: think everybody left happy. Uh, yeah. and, and, and models wise, uh, the orcs
3: wise. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, I mean, they got what they came for, Phew. which was getting punched in the nose. Scrap. Slash punching in the nose. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, obviously I've been doing some, some Underworlds playing Beast grave drop. That's a big deal. How about you, Eric? What you been up to?
0: Um, well, third episode of Dogs War Cry went out, and it's on this stream. That's the last episode that'll be out. I already said it on that episode. You're hearing it here. Clarify last episode on, on our stream. On this stream here. Yeah. So yeah. go to the Dogs of War Cry on iTunes or find out your podcast favorite podcast player. Uh, three episodes pretty good. I've uh, been painting up for our league. Um, so we're about six weeks into our league of eight weeks. So that's been good. Uh, my first time running a league.
1: Yeah, I tell you, because uh, we're we're joint same night is uh, yeah. Underworlds and uh, Warcry, and uh, my wife started working full time, so I end up getting there five thirty on the later side, and it's awesome. I walk through the door and it's like standing room only. It's shoulder to shoulder in there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty cool to see that many people all all packed yeah. in. I think it's really-
2: probably only a matter of time before the two sides have to go to go to war over who gets to claim uh, Thursday nights or, at the barber
0: store, or we figure out uh, an uh, like a software app or API that fuses Underworlds and Warcry into one game. Mm. TMTM, TMTM,
2: TMTM. Multiple TM.
0: tiers. Uh, yeah, we had about 20 people in there uh, this last uh, evening.
2: And for a Warhammer store, that's yeah.
0: a number yeah. of folks. Don't you know. tell the fire department. Uh, oh, wait, Davey. Oh, snap. <laughs> <laughs> it's right here. Not my territory. It's good. <laughs> um, I took a break in my Warcry stuff to um, finish up my Ogre Tyrant for the upcoming Maw Tribes book. that's hopefully dropping this fall sometime. And that is a uh, Ogre Tyrant wearing a a Tyranid Hive Tyrant Carapace as armor. Um, And I put that, finished it up this Monday, and that has been the most successful or liked or far-reaching tweet I've ever done. So that's kind of fun. A lot of people enjoy it, and that's why I do this. You peaked.
1: But you, you do it for the do it for the likes. you
2: go out on top honestly track. you started that army so long ago it's not to say that i i didn't think there wasn't much more mileage that you could get out of it like that <laughs> everything you could have done you but i was amazed that bada bing you, you were able to pull out another one out of the the magic hat yeah i always I always
1: like thought it was a little silly when i <clears throat> um hear about people like i i didn't write down my uh my formula for the paint or whatever. But as I've like considered going back to some old stuff, I'm like, oh, that's actually a problem. So, I'm impressed that like he matched up so well. I think maybe some of his popularities was like, this very awesome idea to start with. And then uh, it's kind of new, again, to a bunch of people who may not have seen it the first time around. Yeah. like I was seeing some some of the comments were like, oh, this is
0: cool. Are you going to do a whole army? And you're like, well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I've had to point everybody to uh, Mangle, Mini- sorry, Mangle Miniatures post that he did on the army when it came out a couple years ago. Um, and I've kind of like, oh, I have to direct him there. So I've been starting yeah. a, some new blog posts on our, uh, website to kind of cover the army. What website is that? Uh, themotorrealms.com. Oh, sure.
2: Yeah, sure. That's a good reminder. Funny uh,
1: tie-in, the, uh, the event you brought it to and I brought the bone splitters to, I busted those guys out for Warcry. War cry yeah. And it, I did that. Like, I was like, yeah, I haven't seen these guys in a year. I actually did the math. It had been a couple of years since I, I pulled them yeah. out. And I was like, you know, putting them on, I'm like, huh, oh, you guys. I remember you guys. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, you, you maybe you
2: imagined it, but I think one of them winked at you. you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Indian in the cupboard.
2: Wink. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, familiar. Oh, God. You guys are looking at me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been sitting here this whole time desperate, like, as you have so many fun things to share. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I've done much. I, I did play the Warcry game with Davey, and I did get Beastgrave. Grave. So uh, my version of hobby is basically sleeving up all those cards and just, yeah. like,. Uh, uh, hoard, hoarding them and snickering to myself in the loneliness of my basement. Um, the
1: acquisitions phase.
2: Yeah, I love it. Uh, oh, God, that's a good name for a phase. TM, <laughs> TM, 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 TM. TM. Um, but beyond that, still sort of inching my way through. I, I did finish, or almost I'm done putting together some of my squeak hoppers and so on and so forth. Again, just to put them on a shelf. Uh, I, f- I feel like there's been a, a lull in um, buying AOS proper uh, stuff but I think it's only a matter of time before new releases come out. So I really need to get some progress done on the stuff I already own before I start buying sure. some new You took nonsense. a break from
0: AOS purchasing while War- Warcry came out.
2: Yeah, basically. You know, <laughs> in my head, those are completely different things. <laughs> um, I,
1: I like that there was, a, there was a moment, there was like a morning where you're like, oh man, am I all in on this game? I'm not sure. Guys, I'm really stressing about this. And then like 23 <laughs> minutes later, you're like, uh, and send a picture of like, pre-ordered everything yeah. okay
2: i really like that i have you folks to bounce these yeah. uh these um, self-incriminating re- pictures help. off of yeah big help uh, no one really stepped in to uh <laughs> stop me so thanks
0: well it's like that thing is like do you get in between the bull and the china shop <laughs> no no huh. you step away. china
1: shops china shops a lost cause <laughs> sure
2: right as, as soon as they set that china shop up it was doomed to fail yeah um because who still goes to china shops anyways um so, not, not a whole bunch, but uh, I, I like watching everybody else. Um, I, I like spending a lot of time in our Discord channel, seeing everybody else excited about the things they're, they're we said, working
0: we, on. No, we said no plugging our things um, within five minutes of each other. Did we say that? I never yeah, said that's that. That's too soon. Okay, gotcha.
2: Um, well, I'll tell you what. I'll say this now, uh, www.themortalrealms.com slash Discord. I'll cut it out later and splice it in to a Perfect. different part of the Perfect. episode. It's
1: more work for you.
2: Yep. <laughs> Oh, it's it's no trouble, Davey. It's no trouble at all.
1: Not for a master editor. Yeah, you know,
2: like. <laughs> that's true. Um, and then I, maybe I'll talk about it later in in the mid section break. But uh, we're also starting a little tiny new project uh, as well in the in the same vein as Story Phase. But you'll you'll hear more about that later. Um, but that is
0: about it. Yeah, that's cool. a lot of that's a pretty good hobby, guys. I'm impressed. Good job. Um, Yay us. Shall we move on to the Story Phase? Yeah. I think we shall.
1: The story phase. In the story phase, we delve into the stories, characters, creatures, and environments of the Nine Realms. The Slayer returns, spat out of the realm of chaos after an eternity of battle. Gotrek Gurnisson finds himself in the unfamiliar surroundings of the mortal realms. With no axe, no oaths, and no felix, he sets out to find his place in this new universe.
2: Oh man, so good. Cool. All right, well, uh, let's <laughs> start, uh, as we always do. Uh, dear listeners, uh, in the spoiler-free section where we talk about just the facts, just the facts of this—not uh, really a book, but audio drama—and um, I guess that's a fact right out the gate. Um, so this this story, Realm Slayer, uh, initially or, or originally was a um, audio drama. That's how how it was written. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're reading it now because actually the sequel just re- recently recently came out, as well as the sort of hardcover script of this story. And actually I didn't mention it. These two did read it. You guys did. um mm-hmm. But I, I I did pick up the script and I, I read it this time around because I listened to listened to it a while back. Try hard. Yep. Yep. Uh so well I don't know if you know this, no. but David Geimer is friend of the show and I feel like we owed yeah. it to him to yeah, at least sure. do our, do our due diligence. Um and so that uh like Eric alluded to before is a, a different way um for us to sort of consume these types of stories. I feel like we haven't done I think the last audio drama you did was the Realm Gate Wars, yep. um, Hunt for Nagash. Those those stories, yep, yep. Um, man, that was years ago. Um, but uh, I, I feel like we were due to to do another one. I think a lot of uh, unique and interesting stories can be told through that medium, and I, I believe that this is this is one of them. All right, but let's let's go to our, our W's. Uh, let's start with the when. When did this story take place? Anybody have any thoughts?
1: There's some references that we know uh, Hammer Hall has been around for 200 years, so mm-hmm. we know that the cities have been established for some time. So we're pretty well advanced from the uh, Realm Gate Wars. I think uh, it's safe to assume. I mean, we really only have a couple of uh, major events that we always mark, right? Yeah. We we mark the uh, the opening of the gates of Azir, the founding of the cities, and uh, the Necroquake are sure. kind of our big thing. So I I think we're in. Uh, what well, at the time it was contemporary, so post-Necroquake. Mm-hmm. Uh, well,
2: I think it, not that Nighthaunt completely didn't exist before these stories, but I think the term Nighthaunt is referenced in this book. And that makes me wonder that it, because of that, if, if we're post-Necroquake sure. as well, um, it doesn't really play into the story yeah. a, at all.
1: So it could um, be before or after. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Um, But to your point, I feel like we're, we're getting real close to another major event, right? Like any day now, there's got to be something real big that we can yeah. add to our list of. Well, this happens after that. Uh, please... Please give us another one of those events. Um, I guess, I don't know, do we think like the Forbidden Power, um, like the Stormbolt's being found? Is that a, another event?
1: It feels like
0: aftermath of the Necroquake. Um, they are related. Yeah. We Yeah, it feels like maybe, well, getting out of the, the story. I mean, we got about a two-year cycle maybe mm-hmm. on some of the stuff. So, 2020 may be something new with the Light Elves and... Ooh, mini scrying
2: phase. I like it.
0: Um, I'm backing, backing off. No, uh, no guarantees. <laughs> no guarantees. No money on that.
2: All right. Um, so it's it's. I feel like a lot of our stories have been set in this time frame, and and yep. this is no different. Um, let's take a peek at uh, the where. Um, so we had sort of mentioned the founding of the sittings cities. Uh, and that Hammerhall is two centuries old. We bring that up because some part of this story takes place sort of in the area around Hammerhall. I guess we'll go more general. I'll start with it, it's mostly in Akshi, but though we do find later in the story they maybe jump around just a smidge. Um, but you know, three fourths of the book take place um, in that uh, in that area. In the I think the Flamescar Plateau, or at the very least the Great Parch, um, which is where Hammerhall. Aksha exists.
0: I like um, that you said that, like you're giving directions <laughs> to the, like the the mosque down the road, mm.
2: or or like a dad who has forgotten that like Google Maps is the thing, and he's like, all right, well, let me tell you how to how to get there. Uh, you're gonna pass by this flame scar plateau. Uh, keep on going, keep on going. Uh, don't stop in the great parch because you're gonna get real thirsty, uh, and uh, you'll find yourself in Hammerhall Aksha thanks mister i really appreciate it it's the size of a continent um (laughs) (laughs) can't
0: miss it yeah
2: yeah. Uh, so but that that um i guess this this area of actually again uh, informed some of the story we do spend some time um with some fire slayers and this is sort of their natural habitat uh if if you want to talk about a a fiery personality i think gotrick fits perfectly in in this um area uh how do you guys feel the 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 setting the, the 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 geographic setting uh informed the story
1: uh, I felt appropriate. Like, we, we, um, we spent some time with Fire Slayers and it's their sort of native realm. Uh, so that, that kind of ties in well. Uh, and it also felt kind of fun because that was the first realm we were really introduced to. Uh, and so this is the first realm that Godrek's getting
0: introduced to.
3: Yeah, that's so, a good parallel I yeah. hadn't thought of.
0: Yeah, Hammer Hall's the, the gem of all of the, the cities. And so kind of, uh, we have kind of a promise at the beginning of the book that you know that's that's something he's going towards, and so we're in that area. So there's kind of a this piece of the old world and the this gem of the new world mm-hmm. kind of thing is an interesting um, pairing. Uh, but yeah, I think I mean I think the first thing with Gotrek being a slayer of the old world and the fire slayers being the that um, taken to the the nth degree in Age of Sigmar having that comparison being out of the gate and, and actually is kind of a kind of a good thing to get out of the way, I guess.
2: Sure. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's obvious, obvious, obvious comparisons. And furthermore, to your point that you're saying about Hammerhall, also, if you were going to try and give some connections to this character who, who comes from the old world, like a city full of races and things that he's used to seeing probably in his experience in the old world is a good, not that it was done, you know, chaos, you know, he wasn't spit out around Hammerhall on purpose, but like it gives him a good sort of, intermediate sort of step as an introduction into this new world. It's a, it's a exposure to things that he's used to but in a new setting. In Soft a, in landing. New, yeah, exactly. Um, so I hadn't thought of that either. Cool. Let's maybe talk about the we because we've, we've thrown around some names. Uh, the big name, obviously, is our, our guy, uh, Gottrich Gernison, um, a slayer of the old world. Um, Appears pretty pretty quickly in this story because his name is on the cover, so it, <laughs> so it ought to. Um, but I would like to say that he's the same old gotrick that everybody knows and loves however i've never read a gotrick story in my life so i have no idea if that's true um so fingers crossed that that's that's the case um so david you know it's coming because you said it earlier do, do you think that that holds true from what you've read so by no means are you an expert
1: yeah i would say uh i read the first three so it'd be troll slayer escape and slayer demon slayer mm-hmm. there's been many since then um he's He's leveled up a few times since uh, since that happened, so it's hard for me to you know say whether he feels dead on with uh, with where he was when we when you would have last seen
0: him. Uh, but uh, there's definitely plenty of
1: plenty of familiar. Gotcha.
0: I think my big question, and I think there's a piece of me that wants to go back and read or explore those to see if if he's got like dude's got an ego on him, or just like an awareness of his his level, as Davy said. I'd be curious to see who he was when he first got started before he slayed that first troll or. Yeah. Oh, I would be, I I mean, that's a good point.
1: It'd be interesting. Even, you know, jump back and read that, read that very first one and see where he came from. Hmm. I mean, same, you can do the same for like uh, Nagash. You can go back and read about Nagash when he was just a.
3: When he was grumpy and
1: whiny.
0: Yeah. I mean, (laughs) that's held true.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's been a through line
2: through his life. Um, Which is a,
0: (laughs) <laughs> Which is a, a positive, not a negative. By the way,
2: <laughs> thanks. Uh, I'm sitting right here. I can hear everything you're saying. Um, though uh, I reckon, so Geimer has written, I think, a few of the Gotrek stories. So if so, if that's the, the case, I'd like to imagine that he
0: kept him true to his. his he his, he had he had some of the recipe already. Yeah, exactly. And he's he's kind of taking him those few steps in his mind before he's gotten him here. Yeah, yeah. So
2: I hope he's still sort of true to who he is. Um, but uh, what we do find in this book is, he, like you said, he's got an ego. Um, uh, he's he's more than capable in a fight, and, and then some. Um, he doesn't suffer fools, uh, whether real or imagined. Um, kind of an ornery dude, and I think that's why we like him.
0: Do we? This doesn't really feature in the book, other than mentioned. Should we talk about where he's been this whole time?
3: Oh, sure, yeah, that's
0: um, idea. and so he explains he's been in the realm of chaos this entire time, uh, of the old world uh, dying, um, Sigmar floating through the. Space, um, Drakothian taking him to the realms, the Pantheon, the Age of Myth, uh, Age of Chaos, and now into the Age of Sigma. Two centuries into the Age to of Sigmar a- <laughs> and and then he's out. And yeah. we've had a couple of characters um, that Gardas has been in the in um, the realm of Chaos for a little bit mm-hmm. uh, during the the Realm Gate Wars. Um, so a couple we- of times, yeah, uh, yeah, and he's gone in uh, for uh, for a quick trip, yeah, you know, just a little vacay. Or stake K as it were. Sure. Um, and then, uh, but yeah. So he's just been slaying dudes this whole time.
2: Awesome. I, yeah. I, I can't. I can't wipe the smile off my face just sort of imagining <laughs> that. Uh, uh, how cool. How cool is another that? Another day, like, another demon. Right. Yeah. Like to think the guard is, like spent like a hot second in there. He's like, all right, We got. We got to shimmy on out of here. Um, whereas Gotrick reveling in it, like just spending all this time. Just goes to show who the real.
0: He struggles when he doesn't know where to put his axe. Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: true.
2: Um and careful even if you're his friend, you <laughs> might rub him the wrong way. Um but but obviously it wouldn't be much of a story. Well, maybe it would be much of a story if Gatrick was the only character, but we have some new folks that we've uh never met before um, that he is you know quickly introduced to um in this tale. Uh we'd mentioned the fire slayers before and one of the the bigger names or the the, the folks that we see most often in the story is uh Broder. Am I saying that right? You guys listen to it. Broder? Yep. Yep, yep. Try uh, it again. The brother. There's go, yeah. there we go. So he is a battlesmith, like an apprentice battlesmith, um, of the Umbach Umbach Lodge, um which is a, a Fire Slayer lodge in the uh like the salamander spine region of, of Akshi, which is actually where a lot of Do you um, take
0: a left there? Yeah, you, you gotta take them, the left spine. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. It's actually a roundabout, so you have to you have to go right first before you can can go left. Um But uh <laughs> so he um what do we know about Battlesmiths, So they're basically rememberers of their lodge. They, they, they track stories and, and they're at the forefront of their battle line so that they can watch and
0: um, recount. Battlesmith in the army is the one that carries the big um, banner or the totem with the big there's, face there's on it. There's
2: actually like two. Yeah, the, there's two totem guys. It's the one with the, the, the face. Um, but how perfect is that? Because, um, again, I didn't read much of Godric and Felix. But if I remember correctly, Felix is sort of a storyteller, poet. Um, I'll
0: use the term "remember" again. Chronicler, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, he uh, swore an oath to record uh, Gotrek's doom. Doom.
0: Yep. Oath, no, oh, no.
2: So, what better type of character to um, sort of immediately introduce into the story, but someone who sort of can fill that yeah. similar role? Um, it's what a coincidence that something like that even exists in the you know in the game that we have a, a, a model that does that very
0: thing. Uh, yeah.
2: how, how lucky are we? Very. Um, What'd you guys think of, what'd you guys think of
0: Broder? I thought he, yeah, I mean, he, um, he, because he's, he seems to be a very observant. He doesn't seem to be the most capable of his kind. Like, again, he's an apprentice. Uh, He has an, uh, he's a younger, the youngest in or or low on his family tree or kind of thing. That sort of stuff. So he doesn't have a ton going for him in terms of. Other than
1: the fact that Battlesmith is a respected position, for so, sure. yeah. Yeah. and
2: he's got that sweet totem, like yeah. can't take that away from him. No, nope. like, well, but that, rather-
0: here's here's my flower. Like, I, I thought Broder was Dwarden for brother, <laughs> and so I thought he was talking to his brother, who was calling him brother, <laughs> uh, and his brother was kind of looking down on him, or you know, is is the uh, what is it the f- son, rune son, rune son. Yeah. So that's where I was. Sorry, yeah, that actually, was my.
2: Anyways, uh, another another character that we're introduced pretty quickly in the story is is one of Malineth, who I still can't put my finger on. Having listened to it and read it now, I understand she's a dark elf, but I still don't know what she is. Is like, is she a daughter of Cain or uh, yeah? head, head head nods? I thought
0: she was a dark elf assassin, okay. uh, which is uh like this. The, oh the, sure, the um, scourge runners. Gotcha. So. So I would say less bloodthirsty mm-hmm. and more, still devious and still, still yeah. definitely devoted to Cain, aka the
1: god of murder.
0: Real nice guy, sure. yeah. Order, wink, wink,
2: nod, nod. Um, but yeah. So right out, right out of the gate, as soon as we meet her, we realize how um sort of sneaky, um she is. When and I think as assassin would be a good um that that fits the role of the assassin. Um, fairly fairly selfish and vicious, actually. Um. Yeah, uh, has, has doesn't doesn't lead with many kind words, but uh, she she plays heavily in, into this story as well, and, and is kind of a fun character to, to follow as,
0: in addition. And this is the one where I think we talked a little bit about. Well, let's talk about the voices and the audio quality and all that kind of stuff, or the things we like about that in the thing. I think I came to really like her towards the end when she chilled out a little bit. <laughs> If chill is the right word.
2: Sure. She's so, she's so chill by the end of this book. <laughs> uh, cool as a cucumber. Um, all right. So those are the main who's. Obviously, we were introduced to a fair number of other characters throughout the story, but we won't get into those. Um, but are there any other w- what's we want to talk about? I feel like we haven't really touched on like, and I guess that's, it, it sort of develops into the plot of the story, but like, what's Gotrik doing here? Like, what what is the story that we're, we're being told?
1: I mean, it's the story of him arriving in the mortal realms, right? Mm-hmm. Like what is what does it mean if this character who existed in the world that was and has been stuck fighting in the realm of chaos for you know time passes different there so who knows how long it's been for him it's but. actually
2: only been like 30 40 minutes yeah yeah big for, deal
1: whatever <laughs> i could do that i uh, think it
0: it feels a little bit like um, so there's been some fun on on the warhammer community site and on the facebook page in terms of gotrick and his rules in the game and kind of this you know beat you know gotrick versus you know each of the d- chaos demons or greater demons etc and he beats them all etc so there's a little bit of a, a chuck norris kind of feel right so he can take on anything and there's that little bit of like yankee and king arthur's court um story arc or or type so it's like a chuck norris in king arthur's court of course um man out of place um nobody knows who he is and so we all we all know Something about this guy that nobody else knows. And so there's, I mean, it's just that kind of us learning, watching as other people discover mm-hmm. who he is. Sure. So, um, did you know that when Godric
2: does a push up, he doesn't actually push himself up? He's pushing, he's pushing the earth down.
0: The realm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Nice. I guess the realm. Yeah, that would, yeah. that would make more sense. Um, you want to say to get an edit that in?
2: Uh, no, actually, but did you know mm-hmm. that underneath Godric's beard is, is actually just another fist? <laughs> fortunate that he has a beard it really makes that joke work <laughs> um yeah so that that uh that is true like he he finds himself in the moral realms and uh adventure soon follows like he, he can't help but uh, sort of get himself into trouble um almost immediately um when he arrives but it sounds like we're getting into a little bit of, uh, a story there so before we do let's give a real quick uh review Initial thoughts for folks who are on the fence—they, oh, they don't know if they should listen to it. They don't know if they should invest the time. What do you guys think? Do you think they should give it a give it a spin?
0: I so I had always heard about the Guthrie and Felix novels, and everybody remembered them fondly. I, you know, I didn't learn about them until I think after Eighth Edition was pretty close to closing or whatever. But I felt like it, it was something that was to kind of leave in that time, and so it, it was never something that I sought out knowing that he's relevant, knowing that he exists, that he spans that time. There's kind of this piece of it that I really enjoy that kind of reinforces that the old world was a part of things and is still a part of things in some way. And I would say on one level, just it being there and kind of listening through it makes me want to go back and, and learn more about who he was before so that this has more meaning Um, as a standalone it was a lot of fun for me to, to kind of listen through his experience, discovering and interacting with all of these new beings and things that he remembered and has his judgments about, like definitely, you know, grandma, grandpa Gotrick, uh, with his prejudices on, on things. Um, you know, but it's, it's like 200 years into the, the age of Sigmar. Come on, grandpa. Um, you
2: can't say that anymore.
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, and and but some things never change. You know, it's one of those things where everything's changed, but some things never change. Mm-hmm. So, I really enjoyed it. I I felt like uh, um, I'm looking forward to reading or listening and reading the next stuff. So and maybe past stuff. So yeah. I, I I thought it did a good job. Substantive. I mean, it's an audio drama doesn't cover as much ground as a book does. So there's uh, in terms of kind of how much you should re- you should have read the book version of it then and used an Yeah, there you go. But I mean, like. You know, a novel—it's a you know, thousand pages or five hundred pages—goes more in depth in things, more character development. But I thought there was a good amount here. So, yeah, but thousand, I only read a quarter pages, of those. Huh? <laughs> I only read a quarter of the books <laughs> that we One? do choose. Thousand pages.
2: <laughs> I, I wouldn't read those books either if I were you. Yeah, Navy, uh, what'd you think?
1: So I uh, I enjoyed it. I think I won't dwell on this a whole bunch. Your mileage is going to vary uh, a little bit, and I talked about this way back when we covered audio dramas before um what your palette is for some of the audio drama stuff like this is i want to be clear it's not an audio book right like this is not this is not a uh somebody reading and all there's a right. there's a performance uh and i would say mm. as far as subtlety goes they're not so much like chewing the scenery as swallowing it whole like <laughs> it is it is over the top at times. You know, like, you know, it, it'll just be like a routine conversation, like, let go of my axe! And you're like, oh, God!" Yeah, it's like,
0: like I'm in, in an yeah. audio
1: drama yeah. right now. <laughs> and I'm just like...
0: More, Davey, more. We're just Don't
1: hanging stop. out in a bar, like, everybody cool it for half a second. Guys, what, what anyway.
2: if we did a Mortal Realms audio drama? Anyways, keep going. Yeah. TM, 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 TM.
1: Anyhow. Uh, so, I, I will say it took me it took me three attempts to like really get going on this because uh, a way back when just started listening to it. I had to bail. Like it was just too much for me, the initial. And then uh, it took me, it took me a couple efforts to get into it this time. Um, but having gotten through and gotten used to, you know, just making my peace with how like over the top it's going to be and just kind of try to enjoy it for what it was. I did end up uh, enjoying it quite a bit. And if you, uh, if you're somebody who's been with the, um, warhammer universe for a long time it's it's fun to have like the little references back like it kind of rewards some of that too
0: sure Malinith was probably because uh, you had said that and what going into it i was like prepared a little bit Malanith still caught me off guard at the first at the outset yeah just feeling like very over the top witch elf you know like uh, real just scratchy voice or or nails on a chalkboard a bit to start with but i think I feel like there's an act there that kind of – that's what I meant by chill out. I felt like later on when she was just speaking plainly, not not trying to cut people with her words. Yeah. It was just a little bit different mm-hmm. um, when she was cutting with knives. Oh,
2: gosh. I, you, I prefer my people getting cut with knives. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, no, I I want. I think I echo a lot of what Eric said um, in that I, I, I did enjoy it and I did find myself wanting to know more. It's rare that I like jump into the middle of – a character i feel like i'm one for like series and i like to start things at the beginning but i yeah i haven't read a single uh gotrick and felix story uh leading up to this and so for a while i felt a little left out not that i was det- it was detracted from the story but like there's all sorts of fun references that i could tell were you know fun and nods and winks and man i love getting nodded and winked at yeah oh oh okay there we go thank <laughs> you guys um i loved it uh and so it it, it does a good job to like make you want to be in or it does a good job of convincing you that you want to be in on the fun and by the end of the book i feel like i w- book uh, audio drama i feel like i kind of was actually after you know it's sort of broken up into four sections and by the end of it i did feel like i was part of um sort of this story um even though again i just sort of jumped in jumped in the middle so that was pretty cool um, one of the things i liked about it is that um kind of serves as maybe like a stand-in for some folks so some of the hold uh, holdouts from the eighth you know eighth edition War- warhammer fantasy world um in that he's sort of approaching this new world with his pre- preconceived notions about the way things are supposed to be and like in the same way that a lot of the you know warhammer fantasy fans uh, were like looking at the age of sigmar now this came out in i think it came out in 2018 versus you know the 2015 when the edition shifted but like it if it would have come out even sooner i feel like people maybe would have identified more with the, you know this character and would be able to like sort of uh, go on the same journey that, you know, he did when, when facing facing these mortal realms in the Age of Sigmar that we're, we're, we have on our hands now. Um, but anyways, because, because of that, um, I felt sort of a kindred spirit as well. Not that I was sort of anti-Sigmar. Um, there's,
0: fact, there's an instant familiarity with him or like feeling like he's just been around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it feels like even though you ha- I haven't read that those stories, the name's been there, there's a clout to it, a brand to sure. it. So Well, and
2: he drops names that I'm familiar with or he'll make references to like faint stories from the old world that I like that I, I know as well. So you, you do feel a certain like camaraderie with him, Um And because of that, I think it makes it a particularly enjoyable story. There's almost a similarity in that fact. Like there's that sort of nod and a wink to the the, the reader that is very similar to my mind as the Hamilcar type of stuff um, that he's very like on the reader side, which is you know, quite, sort of coincidental that also written by David Geimer, I think he does a really good job of like bringing you in um, and sort of sort of linking you up with with the main character and you, you do feel that um, that you know kinship I guess um, which is pretty cool so because of that uh, I do recommend it even if you haven't read any of thegatric stories I will advocate that yeah no, I I felt included by by the uh, end
0: of the story it's pretty neat it does feel like too that there's gonna there's already more of this mm-hmm. if there's another char- like a series to get on board with this seems like a good bet and Starting with this first one is a is a good kind of intro. Yeah,
2: agreed, agreed. Uh, cool. So that uh, covers our spoiler free session. You guys have any other thoughts before we start spoiling the Dickens? Oh, can't
0: wait to spoil it. Let's spoil it.
2: Spoil it rotten. Uh, one, two, three. The spoiler phase. Hi, everybody. It's Aaron. Still the worst member of the mortal realms. And look, let's not mince words. Let's cut to the chase, like Gotrick would. I need a couple things from you. First, if you haven't listened to or read Realm Slayer yet and our golden review makes you want to, then just go get it. The links are in the show notes. We make it super easy. And if you have already read it or listened to it or hammered it rune like into your skin, then go to Amazon or Goodreads or whatever other newfangled remember tool you use to give it a rating. Because I'm told these stats, these numbers, this feedback helps authors. And what's good for authors is good for you. And me. And authors again. And hey, look, while you're in the reflecting mood, how about you give us at the Moral Realms a heads up when you finish and uh, let us know what you thought, too. We got a billion ways to get in touch. Check them out. We want to hear from you. And finally, Davey and I made a new thing. Well, it's kind of new. Anyways, we-, we invented a new phase and it's a short story phase called Pocket Realms. You see, reading is hard for some people like me, and reading a novel or battle tome or whatever once a month is especially so. But we also know that you want more mortal realms. So through endless ingenuity and boundless creativity, we two geniuses decided to tack on an additional bonus show once a month where we story phase the heck out of AOS short stories. Same great taste, but way less filling. There is a catch, though, uh, in that we are going to initially release them on the Patreon feed for our free guild members. But, but, Don't worry, it's fine, because after a few months of shows, we're then going to bundle all the recent Pocket Realms up together and drop them on our main feed. So don't fret, you will not miss out on this very experimental, untested product devoid of everything you like about the full story phase. Aaron, don't read that last part. Wait. Anyways, uh, if you want to be on the cutting edge of Mortal Realms content, and who doesn't, head over to patreon.com slash realms and become a patron today to start getting your grubby little mitts on the new show. There's at least one there now, Heart of the Fallen by Sarah Cockwell. We released it earlier this month. It's waiting just for you. It's very good. Uh, Well, the story that is. All right, so that should do it for me. Expect to hear more story phase around November 4th or a few days earlier if you're a patron, and more Pocket Realms on the Patreon feed around October 28th. It might be a spooky one. I don't know. Get ready. All right, let's get back at it. Cool, let's talk about spoilers. Everybody dies. No,
3: um, not
2: true. Um, So I think I said that this uh, story is broken up into sort of like four sections. um, And the first one sets the scene where uh, we're amongst fire slayers who are preparing for battle uh, at the gates or at the, the... the bridge um, of their of their lodge, um, and this bridge, of course, is over lava. I, I said fire slayer, so of course it's over over lava. Floors lava, yeah. Floors lava, uh, and everybody's standing on cushions. Um, and so there's a lot of uh, yelling back and forth, and a lot of bravado, a lot of uh, war cries. They're preparing for this enemy that's going to be rolling up. I don't know if they ever actually say who they expect it to appear. Uh, presumably, some forces of chaos, but it doesn't matter because chaos forces are not who shows up. But bada bing bada boom it's our guy gotrick right out of the bat uh yeah. he he, he kind of sl- comes stumbling out of the steam and smoke uh that is sort <laughs> of uh you know clouding this this um hold uh or, or lodge um were you guys expecting to see gotrick that soon i feel like we were dropped right into it pretty pretty quickly
1: yeah i i mean I, it
0: wasn't like i was like oh my gosh it's gotrick already here he is. Yeah. well i think i think what's what's interesting about it is that because we build up who gotrick is that the first time we see him, he's just kind of strolling in. He kind of just appears in the smoke and stumbles in. A, yeah. That's more like, what I meant. Like catches people off. Suddenly rather than like a big, a big, you know, fire slayer f- flying into battle and being kind of like the first scene is he's chopping a, somebody's head off or sure. something
2: like that. Or he comes rocketing comet, like right. from the sky and plummets Ooh, That everywhere. would have been cool, man. Missed uh, opportunity. Superhero guy.
0: stance yeah. uh, down on the ground in the crater. Um, but it's, it's just uh, unassuming.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, um, there's no display of power. There's no evidence of who he is. And so these fire slayers are preparing for battle and some strangers just appearing in their lodge and looks familiar. Has some, like, has the Mohawk. I'm like, yeah, we get Mohawks. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> like the cut of your jib right there. That, they, that Mohawk tracks. Uh, like, but
2: it's
1: weird. Like they, they definitely talk about like, this guy looks weird. And I was like, like, that weird. Like, he's
0: pretty close to you, but. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's like, but, they you know, they make note, like, he's he's got no runes. Where's his runes? Um, and so, they, they kind of make that, they make a lot of judgments about who he must be or what, the quali- you know, the quality of this guy based on the fact that he's not like them. So, all the things that they judge as being powerful or strong or great, he has very few of those things other than being a Dwarden with a Mohawk. Mm.
2: I um, <laughs> just going to say, though, not to beat a dead horse, but like the closest thing to them that exists in the world and yet not like them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that might be uh, something to say about how like, insular mm-hmm. Dwarden are typically, but then the Fire Slayers are so caught up in their identity that, yeah. like, you maybe, can't go part way. Maybe it's the Uncanny Valley for him, like <laughs> so close, but um, not quite there. Is like, this, is dude, this dude making fun un- of us? It's like, yeah. Unsettling. Yeah. Hey guys, <laughs> I'm a fire
2: slayer. It's like an insensitive Halloween costume. <laughs> <right>? Hey bro, <bro-der. laughs> Am I saying that right? Am I saying that right? <laughs> uh, it's true. So he comes rolling up though. So these fire slayers are all geared uh, up for a fight, and I think uh, tensions are high. And uh, by no means has Gatrick smooth things over by you know by a polite uh, introduction. Um, and it comes to blows pretty quickly or and by blows i think specifically got bites, bites a nose off right <laughs> there's blow there's like a blow in the nose there's mm. a joke in there somewhere um the booger yep uh but as you can imagine I th- bite not just any nose but i think he bites one of the runes son. yeah. nose off um and that's uh good enough to get him thrown in jail but not easily i should point out um they were preparing for like a battle and it's almost as if a battle is what they got because it took many uh fire slayers to subdue um our boy and lock him up in the dungeon in the
0: in the lodge and that's where we meet our other friend is that how she sounds i can't remember (laughs) it's yeah it's it's like a a disney witch Uh, (laughs) disney witches you know cut people oh slayer (laughs) (laughs) super exaggerated but it definitely breaks up. I mean, if you've got a lot of dwarfs talking in a you know in a, in a Gaelic or a you know Scottish um, brogue, they're bro- doing a lot of Northern UK. I think uh,
1: if we had Paul on here, he'd be able to play yeah, it for us. Be- it sounded sound like uh, North Northern England. He
2: well, he'd probably like accidentally slip into it too, and he, we wouldn't be able to break him of the accent all night. No, no. No. And
0: so she kind of cuts through that. She's definitely a different person character in this. She, Maybe I mean she's female, so that's different for you know some. Fire Slayer, uh, you know how they're represented, but There's probably uh, girl fire slayers. I mean, there are, there are just they didn't show up in this. Mm, um, and she's in the jail too. Um, and this is where we get kind of our. So Gotrick talks a little bit about them looking like slayers, I think, and they're being them being dwarven and being confused at like what kind of Dwarden they are. They he doesn't recognize them either, or or. He doesn't place any value on the things that they place value on, and then it's a dark elf uses the old world you know terminology. He certainly doesn't say aelf. No, oh, God no. <laughs> Can you even imagine? <laughs> Can you, you imagine him using his lips? the PC terms? Yeah. Um, and uh, just instantly is like you know backstabber, uh, liar, cheat. You can't uh, you know can't believe a single word that comes out of her mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, and just instantly is, like, done. Done with her. Um, and sh- But she just chides him and, and, you know, like, plays with it. It's, so she's not phased by it too much. Again, she doesn't know who he is. Nobody knows who he is. Hmm. Um, and uh, just kind of cackles and and feigns kind of her, her, you know, they caught her out. and Can't believe they caught her, you know, that these Dwarden here would even be able to catch an elf like her. And you now she's stuck in this place. Um, then there's, so
2: then there's the, the sounds of fighting and I think is what happens next. So yeah. it interrupts their, their back and forth, their, their venomous words towards each other. Um, and Malineth recognizes this as an opportunity. She says, says, Hey, like, uh, they're distracted. Let's see if we can get out of here. Uh, as you alluded to, Gautrik has no interest in doing anything with it, with an elf.
0: Well, let me say the first thing that we learn about Gautrik is that the dude has a limitless, like, supply of, of shade to throw. Oh, gotcha. at everybody else, like, no well, matter. Go ahead. He's he's convinced. Uh, actually, he's
1: pretty sure oh. he's still in the realm of chaos. Yeah, true. So he keeps yeah. on talking about like, hey, these weird demon dwarves here, kind of sp- fire
0: slayers. Speaks off to yeah. like the people behind the the dark, the one way mirror or something yeah, yeah. like that, or the two way, right? Um, and just like that, there's hey out there. If you think uh, you think I'm gonna be fooled by this, I'm not. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. He's speaking to the to the narrator kind of thing. <laughs> um. Yeah, that's pretty funny and. But then he's just like, he's been in in chaos in the in the realm of chaos this whole time. It's not phased him, so he's not being phased. He's like, "I, you're not going to fool me with sure.
2: this." And like, he doesn't hit, see the need to escape. It's almost as if he just assumes you could escape whenever he wants to. He doesn't need a reason to like like leave. Well, yeah. and
0: yeah, so there's uh, the the fighting breaks out, and we've got Skaven. Yeah, right. There's always Skaven, and they've come through gnaw holes. They've come through somewhere. So they've. Uh, they've um, compromised the structural integrity of the the lodge. A bunch of voice actors just really going for it,
2: <laughs> <laughs> leaving
3: it
0: leaving it all on the table. Yeah, and uh, I think lava starts like pouring everywhere. Like yeah, they, they've got the, like drills and they're drilling the liquid up Liquid hot the magma. Yeah. So uh, the the whole the, the nice lava river that was under the nice bridge. Is now overflowing and and getting a little crazy so and like stuff's pouring from the ceiling. And
2: indoor lava swimming pool.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we should all be so lucky. And um, and Melaneth takes the opportunity to try and break out. She's like, "They're alone. The guards are gone." She's like, "I'm gonna get out of here. You coming with me?" Yeah. And, and he's like, "Again, thinking that this is chaos playing a trick. I'm not gonna follow you where you want me to follow." Yeah, so I'm gonna. He just stays put. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, so she kind of gets out of there. She she boogies out.
2: Um, but it's soon thereafter. I think that Broder, our guy from before the uh, the Battlesmith, um, who like, I guess we didn't really talk about at the time, like. Seemed to sense something in this in this god trick. Like he, he thought he was more important than everybody else um, was maybe letting on. Um, I don't know if it's at this point or eventually. I think it, it even alludes to it that he he starts to get the hint that like maybe this guy's uh, more divine than what we're giving him credit for, and he might even be um, some avatar or maybe you know the actual visage of of Grimnir. Our you know our, yeah. our god. doesn't he
0: doesn't he like um, see gotrick's face and he's like it looks a little bit like the face on my staff or something to that effect he's you know how many people how many dwarven it took to kind of get him into the jail
2: but because of this uh broder has some like some interest on gotrick and he, he he heads down to the to the jail
0: to i don't know check on him or, i think or, he wants to let him out and, yeah and um, when well he does so and and to help him fight the the skaven etc and and i think even like uh the the rune son is like you know we'd rather it would be wrong to have a door die in a cage yeah. than fighting with an axe. Yeah. 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 So even there, there's some respect just to, son does not seem to
1: take it super personally. that his nose got bit off by this guy. Yeah. So.
3: Sure. It'll what? grow back. Yeah. Cool. I mean,
1: I kind of expected scar. that rune son to be like, Oh, here's like the, Haha, he's too proud. And the whipping boy. And he's just going to like, his embarrassments will be our entertainment, but he, wasn't necessarily like he, he got to have some cool moments. Yeah. Took it on the nose.
2: Yeah. Oh gosh. Uh,
0: um, bit his nose off to spite his face. So they, and then, um, so they get him. But the door's wide open, and he's sitting there, and he's like, "Why didn't you escape?" He's like, "I'm not falling for it." <laughs>
2: <laughs> nice, nice try. <laughs>
0: nice try, chaos. Yeah. Um, so they, they get him out, and he grabs an axe. I think
2: yeah, he brings him an axe, like he arms him, Brilliant. and uh, and they they head head into the fray. Um, gotcha. But...
1: Big chaotic fight.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think they end up sort of getting separated. The tides of the battle like move the Duarden in, in different directions and um, it seems like this this ambush or the, the attack by the Skaven is, was so surprising that um, the Duarden are maybe a little on the back foot, at least from the scene that we're... we're the perspective that we have on. Um, but it's around this time that like Forn, which is that rune son who had his nose cut off, comes rolling up on his magma droth who has a sweet name. Uh, yellow scale, I think. Yeah. Forn's Magmadroth. Um, he comes in to sort of save the day, of, or save the moment at the very least, and and, and rescues Broder. You and learn it? Out
1: yellow scale, uh, if a Magmadroth has scales that are yellow, they're super sweet because yellow is a color of gold so. yeah
3: <laughs> a bling
0: <laughs> no i was gonna jump in on that same thing they seem to be like super aggressive and uh and the best of the best
2: best of the best he's like the young- he's like you know the youngest of many rune sons, and he has to prove himself and because of that i feel like it adds- gives him a certain
0: edge what you compensating for
2: yeah geez louise um but yeah so uh the foreign joins the fray and and sort of starts to lead his his fire slayers into battle
1: Gotrek and Malaneth end up having an encounter in the uh, chamber where the Anvil of Power is. Yeah. Um, the
0: Master Rune. Yeah. So we find out that that's just been struck.
1: Yep. Uh, which makes me wonder if it somehow coincides with Gotrek arriving.
0: Hmm. Um, hmm. I didn't put that together, but something to where, like, there is a runes- master runesmith who's been working in the forge, mm-hmm. strikes this rune. And you're saying that there's a connection to that bringing Gautrick maybe to this place. I thought that was hmm. not explicit, but I thought it
1: was I like it. left yeah, as a possibility. Be,
2: especially because Gotrick has such the connection to Grimnir, and this is yeah. maybe one of the biggest like pieces of Grimnir or one of the you know, most
1: yeah. powerful or whatever. So that's pretty cool. What do they do? Well, uh Malineth kinda has a little bit of a sort of villainous monologue where <laughs> she's like
0: Of course she does. <laughs> uh,
1: she's like, Oh man, it was so hard to like get these guys to think they could capture me and then actually do it like i i really had to like you know (laughs) slow roll my super sweet abilities so they could do this i had to take it all to half speed yeah uh and so she's clearly gonna steal it and gotrek uh mostly just doesn't want to let an elf do what an elf wants to do so (laughs) um this is this is a moment where some of the voice acting like so she's there's one point where like these traps activate and she's doing some like Indiana Jones slash uh, Nick Cage national treasure like <laughs> diving flipping through she has like superhero landing and then she gets knocked out by gotrek uh, <laughs> um, but the whole time she's doing these flips like you can hear Brian blessed who's got he's like laughing in the background I thought it was Skaven because it was so unhinged like I was like what this is w- wild cackling in the in the background here and then I finally figured out oh it's godrick weird okay <laughs> was it like a battle lust type of thing where he's just giddy I with the I battle? Or... I, he wasn't even fighting he was just like haha you're gonna get pwned oh so he's <laughs> like watching traps yeah. go off and thinking she's gonna I guess get... i don't know, like he's helping direct some of them anyway um i, I,
2: I, I like to envision that uh, i'd like to imagine what it would sound like for brian blessed to say pwned uh <laughs> Geimer, if you're listening to this,
1: uh you write have license
2: out. to write whatever you want in the yeah. next script. Make him say all sorts of wacky stuff.
1: He would figure out how to have a very extended rolled R <laughs> in there, even though there is no Roned. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, maybe
0: uh he was watching uh uh Millennia do uh like American Ninja Warrior. Sure. And you know, or one of those ones where they you, you do the thing and then you smash into the foam wall and fall into the <laughs> water. He was hoping for that. Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh gosh, gotcha. he's so, a big
3: big fan of so-
0: <laughs> Uh, but
3: he did she get it?
1: Ko's no, she does not get it. Ugh. He ko's Malineth, drags her outside, <laughs> uh, <laughs> drops her. Says, "Hey, y'all should guard her." Uh, at this point, they realize he's carrying not the axe that he was given by the battlesmith. He's carrying right so uh, out of the vault or that space. He grabs it. Yep, um, it is like the uh, Zang- you know?
2: Zangram Thaws.
1: Zangram Thaws. Look at the Thaws on that. Oh gosh. Sorry, thunder thaws.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh probably. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh
1: it, it so uh, and they're all super wow. They're like, oh my gosh, like only the, the biggest uh, Grimwrath Grimrath Berserkers, like only the most deeply in guys can can carry that when they have like twenty rooms or more and you've got none. How is this possible? And this is kind of another moment where Broder is like, hey like yeah there's something going on here like this this guy's got some innate connection to Grimnir. if he can pick up this axe without just like melting him into
0: mush and you know? the rune son is kind of like eh, is that really that axe he can't <laughs> he doesn't have any runes in how could he make sure it's, uh, it's a tricky trick and uh and gotrick's throwing shade is like ah you <laughs> this doesn't even have part of uh, Grimnir in it like it's He's oh, kind of yeah, throwing yeah. shade about, like, you, you should take it back. It wasn't – like, Well,
1: you have these – yeah, you have these cool moments where he's like, yeah, you know, like, I've, my old axe is better. And they're like, what? That's impossible. Like, this is one of the coolest axes that ever was. <laughs> well, he's
2: like, yeah, this axe was forged by mortal dwarven hands. My axe was made by Grimnir himself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that oh.
1: was uh, – I remember the, the rules back in Warhammer Fantasy where you look at, you know, so it's supposed to be the high king of the dwarves had one of the two axes of Grimnir. Mm. And then it didn't necessarily explicitly say it, but then you looked at, um, you looked at uh, Gottrek's rules and his, the rules on his axe were almost a, a perfect match slash mirror for the one on the High king's. That's like, oh, cool. I think he's got one of the axes of Grimnir. So that's yeah.
3: That's
1: neat. Anyway. That's
2: it, I mean, just as an aside, like anybody else bummed out that Grimnir isn't around like in any of the stories, man, I would love to like hang out with him. <laughs>
1: He seems cool as hell. I, you're
0: getting pretty close to the I I'm suppose, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, cool. So, yeah, so they, um, and then they realize uh, that something else is happening. The Skaven uh, haven't totally left.
2: The Skaven somehow steal the Master Rune.
0: Right. So, they, they're they like, hey, you know, they
1: after they have a little chat about, hey, you're a super cool guy for being able to hold the axe. Anyway, uh, what's going on? He's like, ah, the elf was trying to steal the Master Rune. I said, what elf? And then it turns out she scampered away and they go back in the vault and the master rune has gone. Yeah. So, uh, Malanith gets away and the master rune gets stolen. Uh, but presumably by, but not, yeah, not,
2: not the same, uh, event. Um, and so it, I think it's at this point that, uh, they are now on the hunt. They being the, the fire slayers and, and are now chasing down, um, who they, the, the, the Skaven who are now running away and sort of fleeing the hold as they're trying to figure out how they can get the master rune back. Um, but uh, while they're doing so, they sort of uh, you know burst out of the whatever the front door of the the lodges, and they're running across their the the bridge over the what is it the Calder? That they call the lava river. Anyways, um, but while doing so, uh, they are uh, attacked by um, this eruption, this this voluminous this god beast creature. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, known as, it's got a name. Ignimbrous. To, yeah, you got ignimbrous. And so the
0: Skaven activities sort of awaken this. And um, realm Beast or God Beast? Was well, so it is beast? the first son of uh,
1: Volcatrix, right, right? The uh, the God Beast that Grimnir died uh, in mutually assured destruction yeah. took down, and this lodge is like their their founding mythos is that they drove this first son of of Volcatrix back, like they're they're powerful enough that they drove it back into the earth, uh, and oh. Crap, it's back.
2: It's not powerful enough to keep it there, yeah. apparently. Um and so the the there's the, the fire slayers are you know sort of trembling, like what what are we gonna do? We gotta prepare ourselves to sort of beat this beast back. Um, but then who should roll up just a stroll and just a just a sauntering in? But god Shade zack,
0: Master Gurnison. Yeah.
2: And uh, I'm pretty sure he just gives him the old like mean mug, like stares him down.
0: <laughs> yeah, he just he just and, walks up to him, uh growls at him a bit tells him that he ain't nothing that he ain't faced before yeah. um, and and there again uh, broder's kind of watching this and you know they're all talking like what are you doing like all the other fire slayers are like what are you doing you're going to get murdered um and uh you know Gerson's like I've you know I've fought this and I fought this and I've killed that and killed that and um it's as if Ignimbus recognizes him. Yeah,
2: game recognize
0: game. Uh <laughs> uh
2: and I was holding on to that one for so long. <laughs> and
0: uh and Ignibus just retreats back into the earth. He's like, I I'm out. I <laughs> I don't have time for this. I don't
2: know if he retreats. He's just like, oh, I just remembered I got to go do something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, so I left the stove on. <laughs> oh, it, it's Wednesday? It's oh, Wednesday. It's oh, oh, man. <laughs> I didn't know it was oh. Wednesday. My B. Probably, yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, he just faces him down. He's recognized in some way, or he, the presence that Gautrick has just intimidates this first son of, uh, of uh, what's his name? Volkadrix. Yeah. And uh, he. Gets, of course,
1: he gets out. Slayer's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe we didn't get wiped out." And Gottrek's like,
0: "Oh lame, I was hoping to fight." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's just a, such a there's a there's a level difference yeah. between him and everyone else, and and we know it right away. We get that piece right away. I'm disappointed though that he doesn't fight very much yeah. in this first part. Like, I, you want to see this legendary Slayer. Slay something legendarily.
2: It's 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 the <laughs> anticipation. That's how he gets you to read more, right? It's like uh, they it give you just little bits here and there. And all right. Well, it's going to get bigger than that guy, right? Yeah. I can. I sure hope so. Um, but uh, so it it's at this point that like Gotrick, I feel like, is starting to get a, like a feel for like the, the the world he's in, or he realizes that maybe hey, I'm maybe I'm not in the realm of chaos anymore, and I'm in this other you know new place that I, I need to learn about. Yeah. Um, and he he gets to chatting with some of the other fire slayers, and it occurs to him like I don't I don't know how the idea is introduced to him that like he he starts to wonder like what what maybe happened to Felix my dude.
0: Um, so he's yeah he's looking at the sky, and he sees these lightning strikes. Oh yeah, that's what it is. But he sees the storm cast the men in the lightning. So he's his eyesight is fastened or his one good eye. No, he's got two. Or no, right now. Right now. Oh, does he get two right now? Okay, yeah. so he's. He can see the lightning men in those streaks of lightning. And he's like, well, who was that or what was that? And they tell him about the storm cast. And he puts, he's kind of trying to put two and two together. And he's like, well, if, if I made it here, then Felix probably made it here. And if Felix was, you know, if he died or anything like that, then Sigmar. If anyone was going to get be, be remade as a stormcast, it's Felix. Yeah, to,
2: to Gatrick's mind, like he he was the you know the best of the best. Like he there was uh, no
0: more worthy uh, human hero. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And uh, so if if that's what Sigmar is doing, if he's taking human heroes and turn them into uh, the Lightning Men, that's where Felix is. And they talk to him about well, Hammerhall is close, and that's the shining example of Sigmar's presence in the realms. Mm-hmm. And so, um, he asks for help. Not really. Uh, <laughs> and so much as I think he says, "Who here knows the way to Hammerhall?"
2: <laughs> Who's taking me? <laughs> yeah, I uh, can't get the Uber. Um, <laughs> I don't get any bars down
0: here. I think. And so he yeah. enlists uh, bro- or Broder volunteers to to take him because again he's kind of he feels again he's putting more together. He feels like um, uh, Grimnir's in him, mm-hmm. uh, and that he's called to kind of join him on this quest. So the Rememberer is swears an oath. To take him to Hammerhall, yeah, um, and in return, um, that that there's a, a a mutually beneficial path to find the the master rune as well. And so, does Gottrick swear an oath no, to I find? The, he doesn't uh, quite swear an oath no, to help him find think, the rune. I think. I
2: think he doesn't oath until he doesn't he doesn't get up to his oaths until like I think later in the story. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's so they the, set off. Yeah, that's the end of part one. We are a quarter. The way through the story. Y'all still with us? Good. All right, cool. Let's (laughs) let's cut to part two. Um, We're dropped into a scene. We're going
0: to the next part! (laughs) Uh, So much red. (laughs) Oh, is it? Come on, that'll be fine.
3: We're going to the next part!
2: (laughs) Um, We're dropped into a a fight scene. Thank goodness. Uh, I need more of that, like the dramatic clashing of iron and the battle cries. Dave is giving me a su- sweet look. <laughs> um, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's a fight between, um, I guess some, some like human forces, uh, uh, and, Izomo and his, his mentor Loba, and they're fighting, um, a bunch of like Arcanites, I think, or, you know, cultists of, of chaos. Um, just, you know, conversation back and forth. It, it seems like they've been ambushed or they've been, you know, attacked on the road, um, while they were traveling, um, Jourdain's mentor Loba, like he gets get cut down, like saving Jourdain, who you get a sense um, is a little, uh, a little green, like he, 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 you know, maybe knows his way around the sword, but he's not necessarily the most experienced out here in the fight. Like you get sort of his inner monologue or outer monologue because it's an audio drama, and you have to hear him say it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, so the, they're they're fighting on the uh, Great Ash Road. So it, it puts them, you know, in, in actually as well. Um, it. Turns out that uh Jordan's forces are sort of overwhelmed by these chaos forces and and he's sort of getting you know uh cornered by uh, you know, three en- enemies or something and they're they're, you know, encroaching on him. Uh but who comes in to save the day? But again, our boy Gottrick, he's saving days left and right. Uh I love him. Uh and he's sort of followed by, you know, a, a retinue of fire slayers who who, who have followed him in, into this fight, and they uh, you know, they handily uh defeat the, the chaos forces who are um threatening Jordan. Um, drive them off right yeah. oh sure yeah they don't yeah wipe them out but yeah
1: hmm. uh and Jordan is a sole survivor of his yeah
2: poor guy five thousand or a lucky guy i guess but yeah it depends how you look at it um which is fortunate because it turns out he's like the crown prince of this uh Kingdom or this this at least city, uh, which is sort of a vassal, I guess, to um, uh, Hammerhall Aksha So it, it turns out we're we're sort of near. We're on the road to Hammerhall, um, and this these forces were were marching in in that direction uh, when they were attacked by um, the the Arcanites. And like I said, Jordaine was you know sort of leading them um, as their their crown prince. But it turns out he's not leading anybody anymore because they all dead, and it's
0: just him now. Uh, there's a lot of guilt. There's yeah. a lot of um, need to live up to that or avenge. Um, that and so in that they need to kinda they know this force is here and so there's a desire to go and warn um, I think the next the next city kind of that this is coming or that, you know, we've got we've gotta let somebody know that they're here in this space.
2: Yeah. And so Jordan saved. Um, he ju- he realizes that they're all the dwarves are all heading. To, I'm sorry, dwarven are all heading to Hammerhall. He's like, all right, well, I, I need to head that direction as well again because we're trying to, you know, yep. head off. The, all war- over the yellow brick road. Yeah, one all of the big chaos big forces. Big so they uh, they hop. I think they have a wagon, and they, they he hops in, and they they head off in that direction.
0: Do you know what you do when you take the ash road to Hammerhall? I can't wait to find out. You haul ash.
2: Ah, where does it come from?
0: I just deep down inside. Yeah,
2: they have to. Like, what can't you do because you do that? Like...
0: <laughs> what? like I'm so powerful what if, what if in the punch. Sacrificed? I can't keep a schedule to save my life.
2: <laughs> well, you're lucky. You got me. All right. Um.
0: <laughs> you got a friend. You're welcome. All right. So, me.
2: they ride in their little cart, uh, and they head uh, to uh, Twinfire Keep, which is like a, a keep that's on the way to Hammerhall uh, Aksha. Um, but they are, I guess, rebuffed in a sense, in that, like, the guards up on the wall um fart in their general direction uh and something something smelled like elderberries but they say no you can't you can't come in um there's there's rumors of, of forces of, of chaos on the road uh jordan's like hey no i'm the, the prince of edessa you gotta let me in and the guys on the walls like uh, i don't think so the prince of edessa just rolled up you know a bit ago yeah. and we, we let him through that ain't you friend um and so there's sort of at an impasse where they think that like all right well you guys are chaos imposters it's like no it's me well, who are we going to believe the the thousands of, of troops that just came marching through here? Or just one dude riding with some
1: right. fire slayers? Because Jordan's like they're infiltrators. And he's like, who's who's going to be infiltrators? <laughs> five thousand infiltrators or like five? Yeah, know,
2: like, exactly.
1: Um, but somehow, like the, the fire slayers are
2: able to like speak on his behalf and convince the guards to let him in.
1: Yeah, Brodur specifically says, "I'm gonna prove it." And here I'm offering you urgold. Ah, that's what it is. And yeah. they're like, "Whoa, it's legit." Slayer willing to give up urgold.
2: And they don't even take it. They're like, yeah. no, just the fact that you offered it. And I'm like, come oh, on, guys, really, man, just take it. Wow. <laughs>
0: I have some really principled guys in this. Team, yeah. Sure. But then it's no longer gold. It's my gold.
2: <laughs> no, I love it. <laughs> and so they, they are let into uh, They're let into the keep. Um, but unfortunately, they're not let out of the keep.
0: Right. They kind of lock it down. Um, and, you know, Grim or Gotrick's like, whatever, you know, like, Nothing keeps me in. It's not like, you know, we'll figure something out. Um, and they make plans to meet with somebody to find a way out, or they're talking to somebody. How do we get out of here?
2: Well, it's, it's, I think the scene cuts and they're like, they're commiserating in a bar. They're like, oh, I can't believe we're, we're locked in this keep. We got to keep going. We got places to be. Like, um, what, what are we going to do? And Gottrich's, like just down and bruised, like left and right, complaining about it the whole time.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. He he had gotten uh, ale from the Fire Slayer Lodge, but they like it hot. Like Some fu- like it hot. Some like it hot, and but it's still even like it's hot that he doesn't like like ale isn't served hot where he comes from. Yeah, um, and then this ale isn't strong in any way. There's uh, and it's not good. Yeah. Well, uh, it's funny because he's like, ugh, this is so warm, and the Fire Slayer's like, ugh,
1: this isn't even nearly boiling. Like what? So it, it's the it's the. Can't please anyone yep. in the middle ground.
2: I'd be pleased. I'd be all right. Um But uh Gotrick's like, oh yeah, by the way, but don't even worry about it. There's like a there's a they they mentioned that there's some dude here who'd totally be able to get us out of here. Yeah,
0: he talked to the bartender or something yeah. like that. The bartender told him to wait for a dude, a necromancer.
2: Yeah. Well he didn't tell him oh, a necromancer because Gotrick would not have been interested if he knew it was a necromancer. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Another uh predis a wizard. Yeah, predisposition against uh, necromancers. Um, but this contact rolls up. Turns out he is a necromancer. Gotrick's, pretty, up- Gotrick's pretty upset. <laughs> <that> your your <laughs> Dracula sound. <laughs> um, blah. Blah. Uh, Gotrick flies off the handle. Is pretty upset that their contact blah. is supposed to be, uh, uh, this necromancer. Uh, obviously he has no love sh- towards necromancy. Um, but it turns out. He doesn't out, fancy it. Like, he doesn't fancy. Not fancy for that necr- necromancy. Um. But it turns like as far as they can tell, that this necromancer knows the only way out of, um, or yeah, out of the keeper, the way to get them into you know Hammer Hall, and so he has to swallow his pride, I guess, or swallow his convictions, um, and join forces with this necromancer, who is then willing to you know lead this, lead them on this expedition, uh, and so they do that, and they make it, and then everyone is happy. <laughs> Uh no, so they are able to get out of the keep and like we cut we fast forward a little bit and they're the party is now traveling through this char wood which is this like burnt out like ash forest in the realm. Actually, what are the chances that that seems
0: out of place? Um, it's funny because ash is actually a type of tree.
2: Well, oh geez, I didn't even think about that.
0: Mm-hmm. I
2: wonder if in the mortal realms all ash trees are actually like burned like trees.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of literal. The construction, real, the real literal.
2: Um, so they're navigating the Charwood. Uh, they're talking about matters that I'm sure are very important. But in the middle of their conversation, they're attacked by a bunch of burnt out, like Sylvaneth. Ooh. Oh yeah. goodness, that's the last thing you it's want. Just
0: Total burnouts.
1: Total burnouts. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're never going to make anything of themselves.
0: Yeah. So they just and it's it's very um, feral. It's very, the these Sylvaneth are very just brutal and. And angry, and um, they they repeat like
2: at the the, the their prey. Um, they, they call them unburned all the time. Right, right, unburned,
0: unburned. You're unburned. Oh God, we'll fix that. <laughs> <Sure>. We'll <laughs>
2: fix that. Can I play too? Come, my pretties. Uh, that's so,
3: a
1: different witch.
2: Sure. Tell me. Tell me about. Tell me about these Sylvanas
1: in this fight. So they uh, are trying to fight their way through. It's kind of tough they're making it happen uh they're trying to fight their way through uh it's challenging and then the uh remaining the remaining red shirts that are not wearing shirts like the the nine slayers <laughs> that came along the, the red hairs maybe yeah. that the, these are the only ones and i remember rotor makes the comment he's like i can't believe like this this gotrek's divinity is so clear to me i can't believe only nine of my you know can recognize the same thing anyway so they they uh, volunteer to try to hold off the Sylvaneth, uh, occupy them, and uh, let let uh, Gotrek and Broder and uh, the rest, like the our our main characters, basically push
0: on towards the, the game. The named characters, yeah. Jordan is with them too, still. Uh, so they they split off. They get attacked by another force, uh, and these are the the eyes. Um, this is the Zinch force uh kind of attached to the one that they are kind of trying to get to hammer hall. Um uh, but that was and this is the eye that's seen. So they they come across this force and they and we kind of learn that there's maybe from that previous encounter that there are two eyes to this Xinchian, two heads of this Xinchian force. There's the eye that's seen and there's the eye that's not seen. And so the eye that's seen comes at them, they fight um, and they kind of managed to slip out of it, um, again, kind of, uh, fight it down and get away. Um, and then I think that doesn't one of the tree Lords come smashing through the it lands on
1: top of the eye that is seen and Gotrek, uh, and the eye that's seen it evades like kind uh, of says, Whoa, like I'm out. Uh,
3: that's what that's out. a direct quote. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh,
0: I mean, everyone gets one of those. Like, I think lots of people say that. I'm out. (laughs) This is my one. Drop. Yep. So, the tree pins
2: Gottrick down to the ground, uh, but the eye that is Is seen seen, uh, escaped, or, you know, escapes the tree man, but he's still at large, right? And so, Jordan sort of recognizes that Gottrick's pinned, and there's that Fate Master right there. Here's my moment. Here's my... I'm I'm afraid. I'm terrified, but, like, I'm going to rise to the occasion. And so, he rushes uh, this Fate Master... Um, and sort of this, the scene cuts there as he's, you know, sort of charging um, this, you know, this big bad guy. Uh, bad news. Next scene, we find out that um, gotrich is able to free himself. Fate Master is nowhere to be found. Uh, but ja- Jordan is in the mud, basically. he's He's, he's been killed um, in that, that fight. He wasn't able to uh, take him on.
0: Poor guy. But he, yeah, I mean, that was his moment to kind of avenge. Everything that happened to the people that he'd followed him there, um, all the people that were being, their names and and kind of station being dragged through the mud by the Xingian force, um, the the fate masters right there, and like you said, kind of mustered his like uh, gotcha kind of encouraged him and said, you know, kind of said you got to, you know, get one chance or one opportunity kind to of, blow, or that you know, kind of again fed his vengeance and saying this is a noble thing, a worthy thing to go after. And that was the moment he kind of, uh, instead of cowering, yeah, went to strike and, and failed, yeah. Um, and this hits Gotrick pretty hard. Yeah, it's a little, it's a little weird.
1: Like he so, um, and we've glossed over a little bit. Like there's some moments where Gotrek is like, oh, so as a battlesmith, you tell stories. Like, well, I, I, you know, and he's like, I had somebody told my story once. I don't need that anymore. Um, when he's fighting, he talks about, like, oh, I'm, you know, he, he gets hit on his left side. He's like, I'm used to having someone there to guard that for me. Um, then Jordan goes down. Now my joke makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan goes down, and uh, he starts uh, – Gotrek is – It sounds at first like he may be grieving for Jordain. And the battle like, well, you know, he, or is like, he's, you know, he, he – fought bravely and then after a while figures out we're talking about two different people like uh Gottrich is thinking back on felix uh and so there's there's you know i i, I thought he was starting to have a connection with Jordan. and there's this like pretty callous moment where where uh um Roder is like well you know we'll we'll get him back you know to his family or whatever, whatever he says like, bro you're, you're speaking of course of, of jordain he fought bravely And Godrick's like, no, what? What are you even talking about? Jordane who? And like, it's just. Though you say that, and that is very
2: clearly the moment that we're having right here. But, you know, I don't. Once we get to the end of the story, I don't know if that still holds true. Right. Right.
0: Yeah. um, So, there's a part where you're saying he's kind of seeing through Jordane as a person to his connection to Felix and maybe mm -hmm. he's dead. Um, But he's also kind of imprinting those things that he needs onto other people and Kind of evaluating their worth based yeah. off of comparison to Felix, and so there's and there's this. There, he's he definitely sees that there's an act of bravery here, etc. But I mean, his he's been around for a long time, so how he deals yeah. with death is a lot different than the average person. He
1: does take uh, Jordan's breastplate and uses it as <clears throat> a shoulder pauldron, sure, which makes.
2: Like, that explains why he has a lion on his shoulder in a lot of the artwork now, like and, on the cover of the book. Yeah.
1: and he gets it put on his shoulder by having Broder smash it on there, <laughs> which is very, like... Wait,
2: how would you do it?
1: I mean, <laughs> rope. Sounds like how an <laughs> iron jaw might do it. I, I guess. Kind
2: of like,
0: well, I don't... Does that work? Yeah, yeah. I guess it works. I suppose. Yeah, is the, the mini new mini has that as well. Yeah.
2: Oh, does it? Yeah, That's yeah. cool. Um, I mean, it's really cool, like motif, like it's Because, man, we did gloss over a few things. Like the lion was the image of like the Adassins, which again mm-hmm. was the city state, um, and so uh, that's why he has has that lion. Real neat. Um, so does he
0: swear an oath at this point for Jordan? He mentions kind of taking on this 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 revenge. I
2: think so because if he's gonna well, and I don't whether or not he does an official oath, I can't remember, but like. Gotrick's nothing but motivated by revenge and so they, this is a prime opportunity for him to get revenge on somebody and so I think he for ju- a lot of things yeah exactly so I
0: think he jumps at the opportunity to, right. to do so and this may be where he's imprinting like he's got his own things that he wants payment for yeah. and he almost maybe uses this as an excuse oh this is a, this is the tangible thing right here that I can point to to say that allows me to get what I want yeah agreed um, but again he doesn't, he doesn't his feelings aren't on his sleeve in that kind of way he's not a emotional well, person.
2: some feelings other feelings are very clearly honestly yeah. in terms of like how he interacts with other people and like his his uh sort of bristly attitude towards folks yeah. but yeah um, it's
1: funny at one point he like gets on broder for uh being down on humans he's like what's your problem like you're you're down on humans like i you need to open your eyes and see where i'm like got gotcha, track right? my bud gotcha. like you're straight crapping on Elves for being elves, like yeah. he he doesn't always seem like the most self aware
0: person. Yeah. Oh, well, oh geez, and that's where I mean it's kind of the he's there's almost like a like automatic system of like picking on things, yeah. or like like picking on the people around him, or like being his unhappiness or his being in chaos for a millennium. um You know, is resulting in him just being picking on things, which. I don't know if those are his real feelings or just like him operating, trying to process the heck out of this it's thing, like right? Quintessential mother-in-law, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm just Why can't out. you provide a better life for my daughter? <laughs> I don't know. Where's your mother-in-law from? I don't. Know.
1: Shout out to all our mother-in-law fans yeah, out yeah, there, though. Yeah. We love yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, you're love great. You. Also, God forbid
0: if mine
2: ever. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I did yes, not mean please, that. Please. Yeah.
3: Please, please, please.
2: <laughs> um, but uh the scene or the this section this this you know larger chapter is about to close out. But we get a, a snapshot real quick before it ends of Malaneth sort of on the trail of these Dwarven, and so she's she's picking through the Charwood. She comes across the, the 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 dead bodies of the the Fire Slayers, and she she rolls up to this. Oh, they were heading toward a Realm gate. I don't know if we said that. That's yeah. what they were going to in the Charwood. Um, and she reaches the uh the realm gate and she's like a, you know basically villain like speaks to herself like oh we're about to get him we're, we're,
3: we're
1: so here's the thing she it. she's talking uh, there's a number of occasions where she's talking clearly to someone else mm-hmm. um and i think it has something to do with like a locket like there's some source and i can't tell if it's like in her head or if she's communicating directly with somebody like,
2: like i think it's left intentionally vague no yeah. my impression is that she's talking to someone who's not there like not there's not someone listening but rather because no there's a and this doesn't preclude your suggestion but she i think she makes it a point to say that like mm-hmm. oh, which she, she like killed the thing that she was talking that's to that's right yeah um but again that doesn't mean that it can't hear her like right. it could be anything but um
0: she put it in a locket
2: yeah I, I think it but i do think it's maybe in her mind or just like a, a <laughs> we need we need her to be able to talk out loud to someone and it's now her locket <laughs> <laughs> what uh,
0: do we have a name for our necromancer shape, uh, Uth, Uthan. there we go Oh, do I got a
2: name? Of course, I got a name. <laughs> That's not actually the last episode. So, I didn't write down names, but this one I did. But,
0: but we're following part of his um, promises to get them out of the um, Twin Fire Peak mm-hmm. or Keep and then to a Realm Gate that will get them to Hammer Hall ahead of the Chaos um, uh, force that has duped the, the forces of Order into thinking that they're from the.
3: Yeah correct
0: yeah they're looking to take the
1: shortcut long cut whatever have a chance to get ahead yep <laughs> agreed
2: uh and that ends are not seen because these are all scenes but our our, our part uh, and we can move on to part three uh bird just got real cold in here did you guys feel that mm, so cold and real chilly how did that get so cold so fast what's well, cooler than being cool Read, reading about gotrick all right so broder and uthan are sort of sitting around a spirit fire because we're in the realm of shyish can't just be a regular fire that would be absurd that's ridiculous mm-hmm. uh it's a fire made of spirits uh and they're and sort of commiserating. At one point he
1: actually yells i like throw another bone on your spirit <laughs> fire i was like whoa <laughs> aos to the max what's going <laughs> on yeah um it's a whole set of sound effects yeah <laughs>
2: well and like the spirits are always like like also whining is that the word for a spirit in, in eternal torment and whining yeah um, <laughs> suck it up. you're gonna be here soon not that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're they're commiserating because gatrick has been like uh going off on his lonesome over this sort of trek as they're you know marching through they spent some time in, in shyish uh which is where this realm gate realm gate led um, but Gatrick just come back. Uh, he's like, "All right, what was everybody le- sitting around for? Let's let's head out." And uh, Uthan leads them to basically a ghost town, but by that I mean a literal ghost town, which mm. is a town full of ghosts. Mm. Um, and I think like fleshier court people too, like ghouls and things. Oh, I'm getting faces, so maybe oh, I made maybe, that up. There
1: might be there. I mean, there's reference. Uh, there were a couple times where there's reference like ghouls and
0: stuff, and I oh. didn't know if it was. Explicitly, you know. So, or, so I think Uthon's going down into this crypt to to kind of commune with some uh the Flesh Eater courts, but in a in a particular way, or like they know the way to someplace or they know how to
2: To San Jose. Uh
0: to to kind of put some pieces together so that they can get to this round gate that they're getting to to get to Hammerhole. Yeah, it's
2: like one that moves <clears> or something.
0: And so yeah, knowing where exactly it is at this moment or that something like that. And so he's going down and he's talking about being respectful uh, so nobody else can come with him.
2: He's the shyish guy. I don't know if, you, if we said it, but he's a necromancer. He's a necromancer. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So he goes down and says, hey, don't follow me. I'm going to meet with these uh, flesh eaters, these uh, carn
1: There's a cool uh, audio drama moment where uh, Brodor attempts to like listen up to the door. They do a good job with like,
3: the, the weird ghoul yeah.
1: cool voices you're like you know, it, was, it was pretty gnarly I was like ooh, yeah that's somebody's listening to black metal on the other side of this uh door here like it was very
2: if anyone stumbled upon you listening to this story like yeah, n- nothing no this is what this is what you think <laughs> um but uh while they're waiting for uthan to get his instruction from these these unnamed people um they, I think, they're just straight up attacked by Skaven, as Skaven are wanting yep. to do.
1: They just, they just roll up. There's actually right when it happens, uh, there's an altercation where uh, Gotrek is straight choking. Uh, Broder, <laughs> well, that's what it is, yeah. And yeah. Broder's like behind, behind you. you, and Gotrek's like, ah, I've lived for a million billion years. I don't fall for that stuff anymore. And then right, be- <laughs> right before Skaven bites him, uh, Broder <laughs> managed to bean it. He's like, oh, Skaven, why do not you say so? Like, Gotrek, you goof. <laughs>
3: Uh,
2: classic. Yeah.
3: Oh,
1: jeez, You got me good.
0: Well, then, again, it's the kind of this persistence where he's just constantly talking and talking and talking and like throwing shade and throwing shade and throwing shade. Doesn't believe anybody, doesn't give any f's about anything.
1: Won't stop telling Broder to be quiet. Right. Like, will you ever just, shut up and be like, woof, pot kettle, yeah, my
2: it just, butt? It just <laughs> keeps
3: going.
0: Yeah. Like, that
2: is a motif in yeah. this book. Yeah. But
0: I gotta say, like, that consistency, like, how do you put it? Like, he was doing it the whole time and it was different every time like he didn't repeat anything <laughs> Not like a
2: single phrase was reused i feel like,
0: yeah. I, feel like <laughs> I feel like Geimer was like pulling it out like just keep giving um and uh he's, I, he, he must
2: be a dad because like some of that stuff <laughs> <like>.
0: <laughs> but i mean i did really enjoy that as kind of an affect of of gotrick that he's just he's had thousands of years to come up or hear or say every like angle in the book on how to make somebody just like respect him or to like, not to like humble people, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, whether good or bad, how he handles it or whatever. Um, but yeah. Well, and it's interesting that he can do it both verbally, but then
2: obviously very like physically as well. Like he's got both of those in, uh, in Mm -hmm. the, in the
0: holster. I'll see. he looks good.
2: Oh, he looks great. So good. Um, we should all be so lucky. (laughs) I was thinking about, uh, Getting a mohawk. Do it. Um so uh they're, they're fighting off these Skaven, and so Broder, like responsibly, is like, all right, well, I gotta go like alert uthan So he basically kicks in the door of this temple that he's kicking it in. Um and he finds Uthan already surrounded by Skaven. Oh no, they already got in. Oh wow. no. How did that happen? Um and so he jumps in to uh rescue uh the dude, but um they call
1: him the barrow walker.
2: Uh, the barrel walker is pretty uh, handy with a spell and he starts casting spells left and right to, to defend himself.
1: Yeah. And they're like, what? We've been helping you the whole time.
2: You could do this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and he's all like, oh, oh, God, Skaven, where'd they come from? Oh, boom, boom, boom.
0: I wasn't meeting with them. <laughs> no, God, no. <laughs>
2: secret. Uh, and so, uh, Gotric joins in and so they're, they're basically driving off. They, they're able to drive off the Skaven, but that's not the only threat here. Uh, but rather, uh, Malaneth, who had been on their trail this whole time, plops in. Uh, and, and it seems as if she's there to, you it's know, very stri- dark elf word, She's There to just straight up murder everybody. Um,
1: well, um, I think that they had some sense that the master room was there, no, uh, and Broder Broder Broder
0: can Rick, feel it. I think Broder, Broder could smell it, it. Yeah, yeah, they, smell they can it. smell it, mm.
1: uh, and uh, there's still a whiff of it. And uh, oh, that's maybe Necromancer what I meant. U- Uthon is like, uh, yeah, it's just like residue, it's after effect.
2: Like, like, he has any concept of, like, what... Don't you tell a fire slayer his business. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so there, there's a little bit of a fight. Um, Malanith is able to huck, like, a poison knife at Uthan, who pres- then proceeds to, like, cast Purple Sun and explode the whole dang, dang place.
1: Yeah, and, like, melt half of Godric's face sure. at point, like... Make it super old.
2: It makes it makes it better, I think. Right, like he gets some like cool gray hairs. Like yeah. I, I love mine.
1: Like, Distinguished. Yeah, I'm really yeah. into
2: it. Um, any day now it's gonna be me. Um, but uh, You're saying
1: any day now you have some gray. Yeah,
2: that's what I'm. I, okay,
1: fine. Day has arrived, sir. uh, <laughs>
2: uh Problem is, is, I'm also losing it as fast as it's turning gray. Um, feel like we just fast forward a big fight. Like there's there's more to it than that, but that basically what it boils down to, uh, Uthang casts a big spell, but he takes a knife to the shoulder. Malaneth does uh, – after this big explosion, she's able to like slink away in the, the sort of the aftermath of the, the big spell. Um, and everybody else has to sort of take stock of, you know, where they're at. Gotrick has a melted face um, and the necromancer is sort of like on death's door because like he's got poison. Yeah, poison, poison, poison shoulder. His yeah.
0: He's like, you got to get me to hammer haul And we don't – so, funny. yeah, we don't know exactly at this point why she attacked him.
2: Correct. And other
0: actually, than sh- she had maybe – he had already kind of run into her previously. Yeah, you know, yeah, he had some sense that he was being hunted by her before like he was yeah. trying to evade her. Yeah. And so, they were helping him, in some sense, mm-hmm. get to Hammer Hall as bodyguards or something yeah. like that to, yeah. to protect yeah, that her. Yeah, that was
2: the agreement. Okay, um, that's right. And so, he says it again, like, you got to get me to Hammer Hall. I know, I know folks there who will be able to take care of me, but like we got we to get there. So, basically, everybody wants to get to Hammer and Hall. And then he says,
1: point. and they're like, oh. well, why should we help you? And then he's like, well, because Felix is there. And Goddard's like, what? oh what I I never even said his name to anybody
2: to anyone yes. um so uh, apparently Uthon is more than meets the eye he's got something he's got some of that sweet info um and so scene you know fades to black and we fast forward a little bit um our folks are now on a boat on a weird ghost boat um mm. I think being rowed by ghosts maybe um and Road ghosts. yeah and they're uh and they're you know navigating this frozen fjord or something. Um, heading, heading in some direction that the necromancer barely conscious, but is able to like, still s- direct them in the, w- the direction they need to go. Um, but even still, even though they're, you know, on this frozen, you know, again, fjord or, or you know, some body of water, uh, Gotrick still occasionally is heading off on his own mysteriously and no one seems to know why. And apparently it's taken Broto this long to like sneak out and like follow him and
0: see where, see where he's headed. I think... I think Broder's getting less and less, like, putting up with, like, there's that part of him that's like, yeah, Gottrich's, part, like, something bigger, and but there's also a part where he's getting less intimidated by him. Or maybe is just like, I, because he kind of s- starts taking some ownership or starts getting some kind of credit from Gotrick when he's helping out in some of the fights and that sort of stuff. So I feel like he's getting a little more brave or a little less, um, I don't know, just putting up with. Well, they say don't meet
2: your heroes and so like I wonder if like some of the lusters rubbing off run right, right. on, on Godric as well um but broder follows Godric on one of his little his one of his dips and uh plops pops himself down and like and, and starts chatting with a, a ghost a ghostly visage of a of a, another dwarf um oh, I don't Duarden, I'm sorry. I don't know who this guy is. Well, they
1: call each other Dwarf. In
2: fact, this is maybe the one story where I'm allowed to repeat it yeah, yeah, use the word dwarf.
1: Um, They even have a moment here where they say, so what's up with Duarden?
2: Weird. Uh, David, do you know who this guy is?
1: Like- yeah, so this is Snorri Nosebiter. Hmm. Uh, and he was a character in the original Slayer series. Okay. So gotcha. he's even more unhinged than Gotrek. Other uh, than a Mohawk, he has nails in his head. Hmm. He's like one, two, three nails down the center of his head to make a metal mohawk. Um, and
2: is very metal. I'll give it that.
1: Yep, yeah, he's he's pretty gnarly. He had a foot cut off by uh, Gotrek. I don't remember why that happened, mm-hmm. but uh, there was a uh, there's. I mean, he's not very bright. Like he's he's and he just seems to be kind of this cheerful, dim-witted fella. Uh,
2: Poor memory, it seems as well.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Gotrek's you know. I'm like well, of course you're having trouble with numbers. You couldn't count past fifteen since I cut off one of your feet. <laughs> I was like whoa, sick burn, got it. <laughs> uh, but they, it is a moment, and Broder looking on sees that uh, they're just sitting there as kind of two friends, and they have the chance to reminisce about the world it was. Mm-hmm. Um, being dead, Snorri has some sort of insight. You know, Gottrick's able to say like, "Hey, are you know, we're trying to find this gate," and Snorri's like, "I." don't or he actually talks about himself in the third person right So like snorri snorri doesn't remember something about fires and
3: i don't know
1: but uh and he knows he brings up some of the other Ulrica and max he thinks he saw them at a party these are other companions that were part of uh the original series he says, but he says felix is not here which is to say felix is not here in the realm of death um so felix is out there somewhere sure theoretically yeah so,
2: well and the fact that like these characters from the old world do exist here like you would expect Felix would be here if he if he shared their fate. Right. So that that I imagine would give Gotrick quite a bit of hope. Uh, uh,
0: in that exchange about Dwarden versus Dwarf, um, Let it go. <laughs> well, Gotrick does the does this thing again where he's a little more conscientious, and this is where you think that maybe he is, I guess, more um, aware. But he basically says something like, Well, Dwarf, you know, it's probably just some name that the humans like in the human tongue or oh, something yeah, like, to that effect. Yeah,
2: like he's like, well, yeah, exactly. We didn't call ourselves dwarves. They called us dwarves. Right. So, like, who cares what the word is?
0: Yeah. So, like, Dwarden is just somebody else's name for it or, you know, or the Dwarden, that's their own name for sure. it. So, um, just an interesting, like, this is an, <laughs> an old world character saying, get over it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dwarden. Uh, <laughs> and the one
2: thing I do – I did—I looked up a little bit. The one thing I do know about Snorri is actually I think Gatrick was the one who killed Snorri too at a, at a later book. Uh, uh, I think that makes you. Spoiler might. alert. Yeah.
0: Backwards spoil yeah, In the spoiler phase.
2: Yeah, in the spoiler phase. That's so totally cool. Um, so uh, Broder like, hears everything the Gammer wants us to know about Godric and then well, proceeds to run well, back and Snorri run back gives above.
0: them a little bit of a hint of what they're about to come to um, the Realm Gate that they're about to okay. come to. So some. Th- Something about the door and in, in his belly and etc. Mm. It's very um, cryptic and it's so very he's cryptic. like I'm sorry, I can't I
2: can't remember all the, all this junk.
0: Yeah, so he's kind of just kind of like, eh, that's not helpful. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, they head back to bed. And,
2: and Broder runs back and then G- Gotcha
0: comes back as well.
2: Uh, and that was a fun little uh, fun little scene. I'm, I I like the addition. I think it was it was a worthwhile. Uh, yeah uh excursion
1: It gave gotrick another sort of relatable moment where he was not being quite so bombastic sure
2: well it, it's rare to see him nice like just straight up nice to somebody and yeah. that was i mean breath of pressure of
1: kept telling him how dumb he was and <laughs> yeah so
2: uh well i mean that's that's me being nice to you now gotrick's
0: a complex individual <laughs> he's,
2: he's got a lot of layers he's like an onion all right um so the the, the boat continues on and he makes you cry uh So the boat uh, basically reaches like a giant iceberg uh, per the direction of Uthan. Um, And he, I guess, recovers like he rises from, you know, his his stupor a little bit. And he's like, hey, uh, this is this is our destination. And they're like, what? This is just a giant iceberg. Like, we couldn't even climb that thing if we wanted to. And he's like, well, we don't have to. And he like splits it open down the center, him being Uthan, um, and reveals that there's God Beast number two. Uh, kicking it inside this uh, giant iceberg, it's like a skeletal
1: sea creature thing. Yeah, each uh, vertebrae is lo- as long as their boat. Yeah.
2: So, yeah, so not not a small sea creature, a yeah. large
1: sea creature. Um,
2: and uh, he reveals that, like now, um, that he was not who he claimed to be all this time, or uh, maybe he was. He was more than what he claimed to be all this time, and that he used to be this devotee of Nagash, but when Nagash uh boogie down to stygix after his defeat by chaos yeah. he basically pulled a, a similar move to what sigmar did and we, i feel like we've seen stories before about sure. we've seen people's reactions to sigmar closing the gates to uh azir um uthon basically had that same reaction to Nagash getting his butt kicked and and hiding out.
1: He, yeah, um, he saw it as Nagash retreating and abandoning his loyal subjects. Yeah,
2: exactly. A very a, a very parallel um, line of thinking to other uh, you know humans in, in the wake of Sigmar. and so he turned to chaos as well. And so he's like a chaos necromancer, mm-hmm. um, and so he you know he, he reveals this in this large villain monologue. Again, we get quite a few of those in this in this story, uh, and he's like, "All right, well now you know uh, I'm outy." So he is the eye
0: that was unseen. Yeah, the eye the that eye was unseen. unseen. Yeah, no.
1: this or and there's kind of a cool story about this realm gate. Is that Nagash ordered this god beast in his thrall to eat the realm gate, uh, so as to deny it. Basically, now you can't get to, you know, back to Hammerhall. Like,
2: like that's going to stop yeah, yeah. anybody. Um, but then. In doing so, he pissed off the god beast. You know, got on his bad side by by doing so, and so now the god beast has a, a vendetta against Nagash, and that's why he's like working with this eye, uh, not seen. Um, and I guess the god beast like breathes fire on the necromancer, who's like just, just straight yeah, vaporizes him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, like who like rises up on a cloud of uh, spirits to like you know receive his fate, uh, and he disappears into this god beast's maw. You know, as he's vaporized. Um, and how our, our two Duarden are like what? now? Yeah, I thought he was dead. Yeah, uh, I did too. And especially because the same thing happens to them. They uh, they too get uh, vaporized. Right.
0: Um, so uh, there's a conversation about and and you know Broders again the Rememberer remembering kind of putting two to, two together and says you know like so Gautrick's ready to fight this thing, uh, and Broders um, says well, no the gate's inside. Uh, he puts Snorri's words together, and Gotrek Where "Where did you hear that?" Um, and so it's like you, you
2: traitor! You, you, yeah, he yells at him because he realizes, like, oh, you, you must have been there listening yeah. to me.
0: Um, and so he convinces Gotrick to, or tells Gotrick to, don't fight it, like, convince it to help us, right? To, to uh, appeal to its sense of you know not being in you know not loving the Gash or anything the Gash is about, and the Gash wants. There's something about uh so the reason Uthron does this is that he says Nagash doesn't want Gotrek to leave Shyish. Mm-hmm. That there's a Gotrek is a beacon, like his soul is the treasure yeah. is a huge deal, and it being in Shyish is a distraction to Nagash so that he can escape, and so he goes and intends to just leave him here to fight this monster and you know, trap them in shyish. Um, and so Broder says, no, we can figure this out. Here's the pieces. They, c- they, you know, he gives some sort of speech to the uh, dragon or t- intimidates or whatever to the dragon. And then the dragon gets them through the realm gate.
2: Yeah. It convinces him by saying like, let Gatrick out of here, because that's exactly what Nagash doesn't want. Yep. And so the yeah. God beast is like, good point. I'm gonna breathe ghost fire on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: As, as an aside, I, I think I got distracted right here. You can cut this out, but I think I got distracted during this bit, and uh, I thought they had, like, some glorious last charge. Like, they're in the water. Broder's like, I saved you. I, I knocked you off before you got in too big a fight, and uh, Gottrick's like, no, like, well, Grimnir, Grimnir was a wanderer. He's a fighter. He's a brawler. Let's, let's wander. Let's fight. Let's brawl. Mm-hmm. And Broder's like, yeah, all right. Yeah, okay. Let's do it. He just says, okay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, that I that feel like that's the last thing I remember about the chapter. So I didn't remember the convincing thing. It's a it's a side effect. We'll talk about it
0: later. But with, with an audiobook.
2: yeah, Chinese your book. mind can wander sometimes. Honestly, I'm not 100 percent sure. I didn't just make. We didn't just make that up.
0: Um, Man, no, I'm second guessing it.
2: I. <laughs> that, it seemed like something that happened. I feel like I remember that because they made it a point to be like, "This Godbees hate Snake Ash," and yeah. so they wouldn't have brought that up if it didn't like pay off.
0: Um, but he does say, "I just said." I would, there's nowhere I'd rather be than inside the water. <laughs> like, I'd rather be fighting this thing.
2: Yeah. Um, and so, uh, the scene cuts to black. And okay, if we're talking about things that were confusing, I'm pretty sure that I thought they died at this point. Yep. Uh, and that's the end of like part three. And then the next part is they're getting drunk on a wall of Hammer Hall. Like, that was very disorienting, that jump from one to the other.
0: Yeah. Um, well, and even like, yeah, there's a couple of the jumps where, yeah, time is time had passed, and or like, you know, when they got to shyish, like Gotrick was gone. Yeah, right. It was uh, um, the three, um, Uthan, um, Broder, Jordan and and Broder, and then well, no Jordain or Jordain, yeah. But uh, you know, like something where it's like, oh well, he just gets off, you know, so it goes off on his own. Um, so yeah, there's just these weird some some but a, what of a weird cut of like, okay, wait a minute, what's going on now?
2: Yeah, sure. but it's one of those things that like they're not going to record like inter like in like unnecessary in between scenes.
0: Yeah, I think that's time is the money. the economy of an audio drama is that you get to what's important and there may be some cutting room floor stuff or you know just like hey, we've got this much space on in these CDs or these disks or whatever. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about? Sure. Plus so I'm
2: sure, bless it ain't cheap. All right, so it, it jumps <laughs> us to uh, the walls of Hammerhall, where Gotrek is proper drunk, um, and basically offending everyone he talks to, like he, get, he gets up, he gets all up into the grill of um, this Stormcast when it ends up being this named Stormcast that's mentioned earlier in the story, where he's actually this great hero, and one like, of Jordain's yeah, tribe, yeah, yeah, like the like Jordain's like great ancestor, you know, his great 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 grandfather or something like that. But that doesn't bother Gotric. Uh he wants to fight him. Um, and, like, they even, like, lay hands on each other something and something, and Stormcast is trying to peel Gotrik off or something to that effect. And he's yeah. like, how are you even remotely this strong? This is ludicrous. How are you that strong? Um, just goes to
0: show that Gotrik could probably crumple a Stormcast well, in their armor. He, So, yeah, the Stormcast, like, bats him away and knocks him over. Well, oh, no, um, tries I to. I, I think. So, I think he does backhand him and he, like, trips or falls. Like, not not from the, necessarily just the strength of the Stormcast, but partially being inebriated. And then he thinks he's kind of done with him. And then the stormcast grabs him by the the collar and yanks him down uh, to his level. Gatrick got, got yanks the stormcast down and puts him in a headlock. And I I'm remembering it as a noogie. Yeah. And you can't take that away from sure. me. No, it's your internal. Uh, <laughs> but there's uh, there's yeah, this. Yeah, I mean, and he's pinning him down there. And the stormcast is like, "What? How is this possible?" Yeah. Uh, and and so there's a bit of that altercation but it's a humorous like i'm glad that was in it like a little bit of humor and a little ridiculousness um but you know it's yeah it was a not a ton of point for it other than to kind of have a little slapstick sure well then he rips his helmet off and he's like oh you're not felix
1: oh
2: yeah exactly yeah. i mean that's part of it right and and then later on because the idea of being the gotrix you're trying to find Felix. Like somebody yep. like somebody like pokes fun and i'm I mean, like what are you gonna do you're gonna rip the helmets off of every single stormcast in the city like there's there's thousands millions of them here um uh so after that sort of altercation with the stormcast who comes uh i feel like i use that intro so many times but who comes strolling up but uh malanith who apparently knows where gotrick is just hanging out. Um, but she's dressed a little differently. She's is or is not in her assassin garb. I, I was confused what she meant by that. Um, but uh, the stormcast like it recognizes <laughs> her, like like it treats her with respect. <laughs> yeah, it's totally cool. And, and it turns out she's not who we thought. Again, all sorts of people are surprising us in this book. But rather, she turns out to be a an, an agent of Azir in some capacity. Yeah. Like she, she's she's on the. I guess, quote unquote, good guy's side. Yeah. Um, and that she was, you know, on a mission on direction from Azir to, you know, get the master rune, um, take out Uthan, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So she uh, had, I would say,
3: no mission
2: from God. Yeah. Well, that's true. Uh, and she drops her sunglasses. Um, but no, she, she had uh, noble motives in some, yeah. some, some capacity. Yeah.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Um, Sigmar or the, the yeah. She was on a mission that would have been good on our part. But, yeah, because she's an elf, because we judged her to be, you know, a dark elf and evil. We We, or Gatrick? Oh, sorry. Gatrick. But it was hard. Like, yeah, he's like, it's her. You know, like, get her. You know, what is she doing here? You can't Mm -hmm. believe it. but And so, he still doesn't quite buy it. Sure. She's a liar. Yeah, exactly
2: uh so they chat 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 about the circumstances they like they basically look over the, the city walls and they find that those fake adassins are now just rolling up uh on the city and they're like oh we did beat them well uh, that that's something i guess we have that win uh what are we going to do about it like we know the, the truth um that they're going to try and infiltrate the city how, how can we stop them and so they they, they come up with a plan and then well got another cut yep cut to the to the next scene well who, who do we focus on next
0: yeah, can we do we split the party a bit? We do split the party a bit, um, like your
2: like every good D and D group. Yeah, uh, so uh, we we cut to Malinith, who's now uh, part of the plan is infiltrating these uh, fake Adassins. Right. Um, so uh, they they've rolled up on the city. They were the gates were thrown open and they they let him in. Um, and they are now navigating the city streets which are now like basically under under attack and under siege by a variety of Chaos forces not just Arcanites, but there's like it seems to be corn ca- forces here uh too and so these fake are, are you know putting on a little bit of a show for anybody who could be possibly watching and they're fighting um you know they're fighting corn bloodbound and i think there's a bloodthirster at one point um but this is it, it's all it's all pretend as they're sort of trying to like disperse in, into the into the city streets um and so they're they're having this conversation amongst themselves uh like jordane's cousin is here and he's actually the like the main turncoat um and so they're they're he's talking among, amongst his lieutenants like oh why, why are why are we fighting so hard this should be a little bit easier we uh we shouldn't be put throwing our lives away on these on these corn forces when we're we're basically all on the same side um, Malinith comes strolling up. She's sort of in a disguise. She's, you know, pretending to be an adolescent lioness or something like to that effect. Uh, but she's kind of seen through pretty quickly. Um, but not so much so that the, the cousin like, you know, attacks her, but rather he's like, well, you're not who, who we think you are, uh. Who does he think she is? Just another chaos follower, I believe, is, is what he how he pins her. Um, but she's able to ingratiate herself into into the party as they um, again uh, are traveling throughout the city streets to some unknown destination at this point. And from there, that scene ends, and then we cut over to Gotric and Broder, who are uh, tailing the Adassans, uh throughout the the streets of Hammerhall. Um, they're they're heading in some direction, and, and Gotric and Broder are following them while Malanith is with, with the group up ahead. Um, So the, the Dacens, the quote unquote, a Dacens are are navigating the city streets. They come to basically a traffic jam where um, a bunch of other free guild free guilders are trying to bring supplies and different, different, you know, crates and barrels and stuff to a different part of the city. And while everyone's sort of traffic jammed in the center of this, you know, crossroads or this courtyard, the Skaven come erupting out of nowhere in, in, in the city. And there's this big fight, um, they're you know you know battling left and right. They're throwing uh, uh poison wind globes into people who are penned into different like dead ends and things. And there's this this big battle. Yeah, with the with the, the free guild, um, they're able to although they're they're sort of stunned and surprised and ambushed. They're able to fight this game and back, especially with the help of of Gotrick and, and Broder. And they but they do um, lose sight of their their. Uh quarry. Yeah, but Melaneth fortunately had been leaving a trail and so they were able to pick up the trail that Melaneth had left nice. to follow. Trail of
1: blood. Probably a trail of blood, too. Show knives pointing. Yeah, yeah she's even
2: know. even more hardcore, yeah. I suppose, uh leading them into this, you know, whatever their destination
0: was. That was very knife of her to do. Yeah, was <laughs> super knife.
2: And then we cut back to Malaneth. They're in this like a, I don't know. I want to say like warehouse or like abandoned building where they're they're not being observed by you know the city proper. Kind of sneak
0: away to yeah. someplace. Yeah,
2: and, and so what? What is what's so going on there?
0: It's kind of the gathering of these chaos warriors or chaos followers, and Uthan kind of makes his way up to the front center stage and is, is addressing the crowd, kind of in this, um, kind of haughty. You know, we've succeeded in duping these people and that people and, and, and getting to where we're at and we're ready kind of to strike and to to make our move. Um, and yeah, so this is the case again where <laughs> I was a little expecting like, uh, Gotrick to just run up and just go very blunt. Uh, here you go. But, um, he's kind of calling out to the crowd and, um, uh, Malineth in her disguise gets his attention or something and he calls her up. And this is the point where maybe he's, they've seen through her disguise a little bit. Well, he's looking for a volunteer and she volunteers
1: up So this. They have the master rune and the master rune uh, needs to be given into somebody like they, they need a sacrifice basically. So looking for somebody to volunteer to be sacrificed yep. and for, for a cult that prides itself on how well it's infiltrated something like it's basically Somebody, somebody put on their clothes and was in like Flynn with them. Sure, just you know, get at what she does. Also,
2: furthermore, there is no better selection process other than like first person to raise their hand gets it. Like, oh, you okay? Cool. Um.
0: So she goes up, and uh, and he kind of steps in front of her, so she's kind of step takes a step back while he's addressing the crowd. Uh, pulls out the rune, and uh, to me the the dialogue is something to where it feels like he's. Like there's a moment where I thought he was going to recognize her, but she rolls good on her deception, um, deception roll. And then um, he kind of puts his guard down or at least puts her behind him and she pulls a dagger out and gets it behind him and kind of whispers a, like a last like gotcha and slides the knife um, uh, through his head.
2: Maybe just his back. I can't remember. But can't she see she am making more stuff up. <laughs> she whispers she whispers something real smooth about like, you know, this is this is cur- this, I'm paraphrasing, but this is courtesy of like something 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 Cain, like the Kane's full Christian name. Like it, it's something <laughs> crazy. Um it was kind of a cool moment.
1: I offer this death to Caleb and Kane, the god of murder, and say thank you, Uthon Barrel Walker, for allowing me to receive his blessing today. Drives a knife into Uthon's back.
2: When you hear hoofbeats it's don't think zebra, think horse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that is and it. And he dies.
0: Like, there's no more trick up his sleeve. There's no more uh, disappearing or.
2: Especially for like a de- devotee of Shayish, you would almost expect him to like have, you know, something.
0: Right. It uh, does not. Uh, rise back up or, sure. you know, uh, an extra life. <laughs> Plus one. Plus one save. Yeah.
1: Or- I mean, I feel like in a Xinchian cult where. Plotting and backstabbing are probably, like, run-of-the-mill. You don't put somebody behind you. No, like, what, what are you doing? doing? What are you doing, Uthon? In
2: fact, like, if I were to wear armor at all, like, if I can only pick one place to wear armor, it would be my bat. It's um, <laughs> each cult. Uh, but no, he drops He drops to the floor. And what else drops to the floor? But a dumb master rune. dumb master rune. Um, uh, uh, and it it like lands in a crater because it's so heavy and powerful, and it starts emanating all sorts of crazy master rune energy. That seems like it's gonna you know tear this place apart. And by this place, I mean the whole gosh darn city. How intense!
0: It's actually, I mean, there's no tents.
2: No, it's it was sitting there's buildings. Yeah, there's not yep. really camping. It's very urban.
1: In yep. fact. Yeah. Um. Keep going. Urban this is gold.
2: <laughs> solid.
1: The ur gold of jokes.
2: It's the master rune gold. Um. And so, what are we going to do? We've got this huge, heavy bar—you know, gold—that's going to, you know, destroy everything. Uh, the dwarves, dwarven, come run, rushing in, and they just start hacking, hacking, like chaos cultists to pieces. Um, but th- for everyone that they kill, just as many are being killed by like the energy that's emanating from the the master rune—pretty, uh, pretty, pretty strong stuff. Um, and so they realize that the the chaos forces realize that they're sort of overwhelmed and outmatched so they, they boogie on out of there and our heroes are left with trying to decide like how are we going to like prevent this this right. calamity, this disaster. Um, so who goes first?
1: What happens?
0: We got to pick it up, right? We got to grab yeah. it and ca- carry it? The so, only
1: way to contain it is to put it into Slayer flesh basically. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's designed with that in mind, I think. So uh, rotor, rotor is... Uh, He's like, I. There's no way I can contain it. They're like, Well, you have to. You're the only fire slayer around. You got to make it happen, bruh. And he, uh, (laughs) bruh, He gives it a shot, and there's a whole bunch of screaming and dramatic. You know, it's it's. uh, He has all these flashbacks as if he is Grimnir. Like he basically, um, you know, it's a a powerful shard of his. You know, lost God basically, Uh, but he's not able to. It's too much for him.
2: And he's, like, rocketed back and slams against a wall. And I think his, like, arm was straight burned off. Yep. And this is for a fire slayer. Fire slayer. That's pretty intense, right? Like, yeah.
0: Well, they talk about, yeah, they're like, you know, he's like, can't you pick it up? It's, you know, you you live in lava. He's like, I can touch lava. I can't <laughs> touch this. <Yeah.
2: laughs> uh, it's an a uh, different thing entirely. Um, and so Malaneth is out of ideas. And Gatrick's like, all right, well... Uh, I've lived a good life, lived a good life. Like, this is a, as good a doom as any. Uh, let me give it a shot. And so he picks it up, plunges it in his own chest, and uh, everything's right as rain. I mean, sure, like, pretty touch and go for a little bit. I think maybe he, like, convulses or ceases to some degree. But uh, uh, he, he's able to swallow that power down into his, into his body, and uh, he... He prevents the disaster. man. I'm really understanding like, how intense a moment well, this was.
0: I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, yeah, I mean, like, in this part of the, talking about the audio drama is that we feel it, we sensed it, we remember it, but, like, the specifics, the words are, we haven't looked back over, been able to take those notes as well. Um, but, I mean, there is this moment of, like, he was already God-level power and as you mentioned, Davey, that perhaps when the rune was struck, that there was a calling that popped Gottrick out of the, there we go, out of chaos, the realm of chaos, and that this was meant for him in this time, in this place, for a purpose. And it's not like spelled out, but that it ends up in him and multiplies his power to some degree past that. Um,
3: it's over 9,000. <laughs>
0: And, but we don't have a fight for him to show off what new powers he's gotten or anything like that. Right. We don't, we've, we've Tune in next time. For <laughs> Wh- Wh- Blood which, of I, which I, which
2: then I now understand your point before, like there oh there wasn't enough fighting. Like, well, yeah, I guess, especially at this point where you expect him to like fly off the chain and like to go to town on people. Like, no, he, he doesn't yeah, really, like,
0: like Neo, uh, you know, in uh, the matrix where he, oh, I'm I'm God.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I can. I can fly. Yeah, <laughs>
0: um, but yeah. So we we cut scene here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chaos has, for the most part, been routed and and dealt with. Um, Gatrick has a new um, adornment, so he's now a, a fire slayer. I would say uh, by every every intent and purpose, but uh, not by war Except or his own. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and he is allied. And uh, Broder is dead. Sin. And Malineth is his ally. Yeah. So he, that this journey from him popping in, uh, with the with the Master Rune to the Master Rune popping in him. Oh, gross! Uh, and him being complete under like his understanding of the world, and now at the end of this, what his understanding of the world is in, in more complexity and nuance.
2: Yeah. Ba- I mean, basically, almost all of it is like changed or been turned on turned mm-hmm. on its head um and so there's like like a, one of the final scenes is them like on the top of the the battle like on top of the ramparts is the word i was looking for um just sort of fighting side by side with against no one of any particular consequence just talking about like what their what their next steps are going to be um malineth makes it a point to say that like all right well now i can't get my hands on the master runes because it's all up in you um and oh, like yeah, i guess yeah. i guess i'll go where you go because you've got the rune and if i can't bring it back i'm, I'm probably dead like there's probably people who, are, who
0: would um,
2: who would not? Maybe not dead, but I, I, I got I'm due a punishment if I if I can't bring that back. So
0: because she kind of was mentions bringing him back, but he's like not having that. No, thank you. So I she has to come with him.
2: Yeah, and then he makes it a point to say like, right, well, I don't want to head to his ear because it sounds like there's no monsters or any bad guys there. That doesn't sound like lame. <laughs> it doesn't sound like my <laughs> cup of tea. Um Let's. Uh, I came um, for the party. Yeah, I'm gonna go. You know, travel the moral realms. Does he have a destination? I forget what he what he says. Nope. No. Cool. That means uh, any advent, any number of adventures could be written about him. What a- what a perfect way to leave this open ended. Good job. Uh, well planned. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it's sort of the the scene fades on him. Like that's the last we see of Gotrek. And then. But that's not what the last happens, thing then? we see. Uh, do you want me? Oh, I'll tell you. Here yeah. it comes. Um, it's a real short scene. Real, oh, real, but delicious and full of weight and import. But rather the uh, the fate master, the eye that sees or seen or whatever his title is um, he comes rushing back to his superior to report on the events that have transpired Gottric is still alive what he's he's still alive alive uh, no this will not I don't know whatever Skaven says because he reports it to uh, thankwell the, the the big biggest baddest grace seer of them all uh, who apparently has also survived the end of the world that was. And exists in the mortal realms. Um, I shouldn't say it's so surprised. We literally talked about it in this Game and Battle Tome review, but uh, he's now, uh, you know, kicking it and alive and uh, presumably just as schemy as ever uh, and not too happy that Gautrick is here as well. Yeah.
3: Poor Thank
2: The end. Yeah, man, no one ever thinks of Thank
0: I mean, you think he would just say Thank Will very much and <laughs> be on your way? He, no, thank Will.
1: Uh,. Trying to make up for that intro, still.
0: <laughs> <You're> <laughs>
2: it's got, got to. We're gonna go back. We're gonna, gonna do it again. I was say whatever you want. I'll splice it in. <laughs> that's not true. I will not do that. Um, cool. And that's the end of the book. We did it, guys. We made it. Yeah. So yeah, without the crutch. That is Paul <laughs> Wagner.
0: Well, and I think it had uh, as I as I was as you heard me at the beginning of this, like there was an aspect of the ease of an audio drama um, as far as uh, consuming it. At the same time, I did do other things while I was listening to it which probably contributed to being a little harder to contain it in my head. I am not the rememberer. Mm-hmm. Um but there's it's despite the information we give you there's a lot of the experience that you don't get That's uh, true. by hearing us. Well there's quite a
1: bit it's a ton that we had to kind of miss out on here I feel like in the conversation you mean or Yeah, just I mean there were uh, now's the
2: time to bring it up if you want
1: sure I mean so there's um, there's things like uh, you know we see Gotrek uh, we, we learn about why he was even in there like there's some reference to that like he was in the realm of chaos as a deal so Grimnir could get out uh, of the realm like Grimnir was in there fighting in the realm of chaos that's part of the original legend is that uh, when the chaos gate opened at the top of the world that was you know, back, not actually at the ending of it, Grimnir marched north, held the gate single-handed while the elves made their vortex, and so Grimnir was fighting in the realm of chaos sort of eternally. Well, I think, uh, and this may be canon from some of the other books, uh, I'm not sure, having not read them, um, and I'm sure a listener can uh, advise us on that, but uh, they, they talk about how Gautrek struck some deal with Grimnir, took his place so that Grimnir could then return to the actual realms. Sure. Um He feels tricked by Grimnir. He got an eye back, which then he lost once. We we kind of posture that, but his uh, face got melted. He lost one of his eyes um, in in that. So he went back to having an eye patch. Um, But anyway, so like some of that history, like he he has known Grimnir on a personal level has like you know discuss things and made bargains with him and, and that sort of thing sure well and to
2: your point about the trick thing like he was he reason even made the deal because he assumed it he would get his doom there like that would yeah. that would be the end of him and so he pops out the other side and he, uh, disappointed like what the yeah. heck man like
1: nobody that, remembers him yeah like yeah, it's supposed yeah. to be i want to do this great thing that will be remembered by all and nobody even knows who he is yeah so i
2: mean I, i'd
0: maybe be a little miffed as well um i like that trading places thing it reminds me of isn't isn't there a myth about atlas holding up the world and kind of trading places for a bit or something like that. I think Um, like Hercules,
3: maybe there's some
0: Loki as well. Um, Loki is trapped below anyway. Yeah. But I mean, just kind of that trading places with the God or, um, you know, kind of thing (laughs) again, it's yeah one of those myths or potential myth, but
2: sure. Um let's talk about some of our standard questions and maybe some more interesting things. We'll shake out. So what shape are the characters in at the end? I feel like we just sort of alluded to it, but uh gotrick has a sweet new rune in his chest. He wants his axe back. I think that's one of his one of his motivating factors. He's not
0: happy with the axe that he has. Yeah.
2: This you know, this smoldering, always on fire, magical axe, uh not good enough for him. Um causes and, cancer. Yeah, so I hear And I think he still hasn't given up on the idea of finding Felix. I feel like the hints have been dropped in this book that like if he's not in the underworld he's somewhere and so there's there's reason to believe that like he could be found by by gotrick um but in the meantime he kind of has his new sidekick with uh, Malineth, who's willing to uh join him whether it's because of the rune maybe she's running from somebody
0: uh or maybe she likes the cut of his jib yeah i mean from that that dialogue at the end like again she works for the order of azir or something but may not be the most welcome of guests like there's still racial tension yeah. and and well, mistrust.
2: And furthermore, I think we as l- listeners or readers still need to figure out who the heck she was talking to. Like, I feel like that's maybe an open-ended question that may yield some interesting stories to yeah. be told. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. And then uh, additionally, is still out there. And uh, he, like we, I think we talked to him about, talked about him a little bit when we did the Skaven Battletone, but I think he's going to be a force to be reckoned with uh, in the moral realms, both in this sort of storyline and maybe from a Skaven perspective as a whole. So that's pretty... Exciting, exciting times to to be sure, um, guys. Who is your dude or that. or that. Well, it's a gender neutral dude.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, you're welcome. Give me oh. one. Uh, the guards at the uh, citadel <laughs> who are who are just like, I'm just going to do my job and I'm going to do it really well. Yeah. Like he's like, um, no, no, you're not coming through here. Like I I saw you. You already came through here. You're not tricking me. Uh, and then you know okay oh yeah you're going to offer me Urgold? no nah, that's fine you can keep yeah. it to yourself like it's just important that i do my job well <laughs>
2: um i respect the bribe but i will not partake in it <laughs> yeah. uh okay cool um you're going to go last I, yeah. well cuz like my guy's like Gotrick, and i feel like that's uh, a little heavy handed here but i think a lot for a lot of the same reasons that i really enjoyed Hamilcar, and that uh i felt like we were on the sa- i felt uh camaraderie um i feel like we i feel like we were the same me and him um and that no i was on this adventure and i feel like i was discovering things um through his eyes like i was learning about the world things that i I think i've read about or i have some knowledge of already but like seeing them fresh from a very skeptical perspective um i feel like really endeared me to him plus his surly nature was just a delight um it's i feel like it's rare that we read just like legitimately funny characters again Hamil Carr being one of them, um, I found him, like, out and out funny oftentimes. And uh, I think in, like, these Black Library Age of Sigmar stories, that's that's a rarity. Um, Like, I I was laughing out loud occasionally, um, you know, listening or reading this. Um, Then again, I'm also easily amused. Uh, But because of that, I I really enjoyed him. Like, whenever he wasn't on screen, I I wished he was. Like, I, I prefer him to be around. The only, maybe, complaint I would have is that, like, the constant getting on Broder's case, like, felt like it got played out, like, towards the end, it was getting a little exhausting, but the fact that he was able to get creative with his insults, um, was, like, the saving grace there, but generally, uh, it, it goes without saying, but the story was made by him, and I wonder how much of it is both, like, the writing, but then also, like, I guess, Blessed's performance as well, um, at times, it could be over the top, but I feel like it was, like... Just the right amount of over the top, which is an oxymoron, and that doesn't really make any sense. But here we are.
0: It's so like uh, this is what you come here for. Yeah, 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 exactly.
2: Um, so having not been exposed to Gatrick at all, I think this was this is downright delightful and a good
0: introduction to to the character. Yeah. Eric, what you got? Um, I mean, there is obviously the two foils. I I don't know that um, I got enough of Malaneth to know the real her. Um, I think, and then I think you she, may
3: never. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, I think we got to know a little bit more of her at the end, where she was like taking things seriously, whereas before she was matching wits and having a good old time. Um, but I think I think Broder is kind of my guy in this one, um, just because we do like we we are. He is the realm's eyes for kind of figuring out who the, who Gotrick is, and he has a journey from kind of being kind of knowing his place and kind of fitting into this lodge and then to the point where he's like, you know, I guess maybe with that, with that realm beast and shy saying, no, I am, I am a son of Grimnir. I have, I can, you know, do something. I can affect something. And he makes that attempt at the, at the end uh, in order to kind of rise to that challenge. Mm-hmm. So there's that aspect. I think he had his, his arc is in this story. Um And so I think that there's, there's probably something more to unpack in that. but
2: cool. 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 I like them, too. Yeah. Did you get some listener questions? And actually, we got some good ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, or Let me say, we got a lot of them uh, mm-hmm. for this story, because people love talking about Godric. Um So, a lot of our questions came from our Discord. So, if you guys ever want to submit any questions for our future episodes, uh, you can check out our Discord channel at www.themortalrealms.com slash Discord. Uh, let's start with a question from uh, Francis. He says, Can Felix's role as a sympathetic foil truly be replaced by someone else? I have no perspective because I've never read Felix Guys, ever.
0: What if we're Felix? <sighs> we're not. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, what if David Geimer is Felix?
2: Oh, God, I can only hope so. Mm. He's my Felix. Mm. Or am yeah. I his Felix?
1: Well, so they... there's There are some parallels, right? Um, had yeah, Jordane kind of in there is being a human/slash manling, uh, next to him. They, he was making some connections. You had Broder, who was a storyteller, story smith, uh, story smith, who is uh, following around like again, roles that Felix held. Uh, but then the one it settles on is one that does not mirror Felix at all, mm. uh, Malineth. It seems like will be his companion moving forward, right?
2: Did Gautrick and Felix did they have any sort of like antagonistic relationship at all?
1: I mean a little bit. There is the cultural differences. I mean they had they had many, 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 many books together to uh, kind of develop that and I can only speak to the earlier ones, but sure. um, you know, Felix would be exasperated
0: by Gautrix's excesses mm. and such. So I think it does seem like Felix is irreplaceable. Mm. And so, the book kind of hints at being able to replace him, but in the end, doesn't. Yeah. And it seems like if we ever get to meet Felix again, the absence of Felix and Gottrick's life probably changed the way he sees Felix. Yeah. And their relationship won't ever be the same. Well, even Gottrick at one point mentions that uh, if I find Felix,
1: he might even remember me. Like, he sees what's mm-hmm. going on with the Stormcast. Um, so, sure. Uh,
2: well, and-, and- to your points about how there's the two uh foils that we have in the story that are similar to felix but then there's the third that is nothing like him it's almost as if we would if we would have picked uh, a companion that was similar to felix but not felix you'd be doing him a disservice but by going a completely different direction um you're, you're sort of respecting the original character and they'd be like all right well he can't be replaced we're not going to try to replace him in a similar way but let's uh, introduce something entirely new instead and see how gotrick plays against a completely
0: different character entirely. Do you guys watch Dr. Who are familiar? Who? No. Yeah. Um, <laughs> British uh, TV show. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, he is a man out of time lives forever, which means, uh, and he's never in the same timeline. So, but the thing is, is kind of a James Bond thing that, that the character always changes. The the person playing it always changes. Uh, but they the always has a companion or a human that's with them for a perspective uh, and that always changes. I could see something like that happening with Gottrick, where Felix is the standard now that by which everybody's judged and any there could be many companions over many books mm-hmm. that kind of change again that conversation shows different sides of Gottrich. Yeah, yeah yeah
2: uh ned asked a whole bunch of questions ned you asked too many i'm just gonna pick out a few of them uh first of all he says where is felix which seems like a very straightforward uh whatever question but like what do you guys hope to see from felix or where do do you expect or like i don't want to describe per se but like what do you think could possibly have happened to, to, to
1: felix stuff tough. It's one of those things that might be. It's maybe more fun as the mystery, right? Mm. Like if he's just a liberator prime somewhere, and like uh, you know, sure. Uh, but uh, the mystery is almost as fun as what it might
0: actually be. Sure.
2: The the possibilities are endless when you when you don't know. But Eric, w- w- what do you think?
0: In the in the asking question, my first thought was, "Oh, but what if he is a chronicler of Sigmar?" Then I said, "No, what if he's a chronicler of Techless?" Mm-hmm. He's in the realm of light, and he is keeper of the knowledge of the whole realms.
3: Oh snap! Yeah, my mind's been blown. Yeah, he
0: yeah. yeah, could be in one of the realms we somehow still don't know very much about. Shadow. Yeah, he could. I mean, yeah, he could. I mean, if he's here and his soul is as powerful or, or interesting as gotrix that could be interesting. Sure. Uh,
2: I think he's just a Liberator Prime. <laughs>
0: You like the you like the mundane. I just
2: like the mundane. No, um, but I I think,
0: or the the obvious answer.
2: It's it would be, it would surprise me if he ends up not being like a stormcast. It, well, I don't know. I don't want to settle on that. But it, it just seems like that juxtaposition of what like a storm what we know like generally stormcast to be and how that could be like the Felix version of a stormcast slotted next to Gotrek could also make for some very interesting interesting stories. Um, I don't think it's the most outlandish or creative, but um i feel like you you could get a lot get a lot of mileage out of that out of sure. that relationship so i don't hope that's what it is but like that's that's what my expectation is maybe. the
0: naked dwarf and the tin can man yeah basically
2: um and then he uh asked uh what were our thoughts on Snorri about his friends in shyish did that do any for you do anything for you um that 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 call back to those characters you like now granted you didn't read any of those books but that yeah. Tickle your fancy, Davey. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, and I, I Ulrica and Max, I think, entered the books after I was. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, th- that referenced them. But I I remember uh, encountering Snorri, and they they talk about Mal- Malachi MacKyson, mm. this mad engineer. Anyway, references some other the characters. And I liked it for the reference, but I just like the, um, human is the wrong term here, but the uh, uh, relatable moment that gotrick has when he's sitting with this old friend mm. um it uh made him yeah made made it possible to connect to him better than his sort of bombastic
0: other self true i think i think it showed that uh, again as a thread to the old world it was you know we've been separated the two from uh Laura's perspective because we're in the age of sigmar we're focused there but Gotrek coming in you know popping through like a needle and then you know kind of this moment is a kind of almost feels like a push back, like, or pulls it back into the old world. Like there's a, there's a thread that connects the two forever. Mm. And this gives us a, again, a sense that how long gotrick's been alive and, and almost like his power level is hard to fathom. Like that, that age is hard to fathom too. So to kind of see that connection. But then you also, like you said, they're here in shyish because of course, when people died in the old world, did they come to Shiaish as well? Or some form of...
2: Or where wherever they went at the time, did yeah. that get turned into what Shaiish yeah. is now?
0: And, um,
1: you know, the story had several other mentions that uh, connect you back. Like, there's one point where they're in a temple and he sees the names of these gods and specifically sees, like, more and Osirian. And these, you know, Osirian is the god of the dead that Gash, when he became a god, killed on the way there. Moor is, you know, the old empire god of the dead. and all. So there there are these there were it was throughout this and i'm sure i didn't catch them all but um yeah. it was it was fun to have that uh through line sure. a lot of nods um, and winks to the to the just more
2: conversation with the story um Gottrich yells at broder all the time like what will it take for you like what do i need to do to get you to shut up but in that same vein like the question is is what 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 would it take to get gathrick to be quiet and like calm and like subdued. And I think we find out at this point in the story that like these conversations with his friends are something that like subdues him and, yeah. and gets him to, you know, you've mentioned, quiet down.
0: you mentioned Gotrick, Like the thing you were annoyed by is gotcha maybe going too far in reprimanding uh, Broder about his talking or trying to chime in. Do you think that there was something about Broder that reminded him too much of Felix? Or that relationship, or that rememberer, or that that foil that was just you know like hitting him the wrong way.
2: Yeah, I mean maybe. Or I like, mean, maybe it's a certain level of projection, not his own projection, but projecting of another person onto him. Yeah, yeah like yeah. that
0: he's kind of trying to make him fit this role that he's not fitting, and he doesn't. Yeah, very Ticking him off more than interesting. What does Paven ask? Uh, Pavin asked
2: a pavement asked the question. Uh, uh, and if you want to hear more of Pabin, you can find him on the Dogs at Work uh, podcast. Um, he said, "What are y'all's thoughts on how the book handles the world that was versus the moral realms conflict?" So first, um, as it relates to the characters, um, Gotrek's experience and grief. Um, I think it's, I think it was respectful, and I think it was a, a, a serious nod, um, and it wasn't just like tongue in cheek, like wink, wink, cake. Hey, here's some fan service, but I think it served to inform the mind space that gotrick is in and because of that then formed the plot like the, the it was it was a I think a character driven plot in that regard in that um gottric's history weighed on who he was as a person and in that and in doing so it it directed where where the plot went which I think people you know everybody says that character driven plots are the most important if if that had any driving factor I think it, it contributed to the story then it was it was important
1: yeah gottric has kind of the Superman problem like he's so powerful. He's done so many over-the-top things that you got to figure out, you know, you kind of even know going in like none of the things he's fighting here are really going to, you know, put it to him. Uh, So you got to find some other way to give him a conflict to deal with. And for him, it's the confusion about this new world that he's in. It's the where is my, you know, my the greatest friend I ever had. You know, where is where is he? And so that's the same thing. Where's my axe? Where's my good
0: ale? Where's my...
1: Yeah. So it's a, it's the same thing with, you know, stories about Superman. Like when you're, when you're, when you're uh, like always omnipotent,
2: look, always looking for his ex, always looking for his sure. ex. <laughs>
1: um, How do you, how do you in, find some drama in that? Mm. So um, I think it was essential to the story um, to have that, have that old world, you know, it, it's great for that, that interface. Um, it's, it's kind of, tailor-made for that i guess
0: sure, sure. Well, i think as you mentioned you know geimer wrote gotrick in the old world all the authors that are writing age of sigmar now wrote um stories or many of them wrote stories in the old world i think that while the fan base some of some portion of the fan base feels uh betrayed or they don't don't like that transition or that that happened like the end times was a extremely respectful and big invested way to kind of change the world um and i think i mean in these moments of gotrick remembering or thinking about or calling out is i mean i'm sure is david geimer saying oh man you remember that you think about that you know he's remembering these things that were part of his writings back in the day and and the, the chance to write about those things again or give like those are genuine i think mm-hmm. and some of that's me because I know that about the authors and I've heard them talk on Stormcast about kind of the joys of revisiting these characters and stuff. So I I definitely know that there's a lot of uh, that respect and honor that goes into it. Um, And I think I felt it, you know? Yeah, I
2: agree. Um, He also asked about like the narrative and the meta narrative of the readers nostalgia, but I think we just touched on,
0: on all that as well. So uh. I don't think you need to know, like I didn't read much about the old world and those were still very meaningful for me.
2: Yeah, I get that same sense. Um, uh, another uh, member from our Discord, it's uh, – I don't know if I'm saying this right. Is it PJ Shard? It's a weird name.
3: Uh, oh, weird, yeah. yeah
2: real, uh, so, he asked <laughs> – uh, man, these questions are out there. No, he uh, he asked, uh, did they make uh, Gatrick into an AOS character or is he still uh, an old, work, old world character that does not become an AOS character by the end of the book? Uh, what do you guys think about that? Did he
1: grow into AOS? Guess, well, we've got the challenge again that uh, you guys haven't read any of them from hmm. the yeah. old world, and I've only read the first three, and there were another six or seven or however many on there. So I can only compare. I can say that the ones that I did read, he was clearly a old world character, uh, and he, is, he feels from where he was in those, you know, at the end of Demon Slayer, which is the third of those, to where he is now, he feels way more in the AOS vein of things, you know? Like like somebody who fought for eons untold in the realm of chaos. That's very that's a very uh Age of Sigmar sort of thing. Although he does remark on it like, I'll give you this, when you guys do things in this weird world of yours, you
0: do it big. Yeah. You know <laughs> <laughs> I feel like by the end of I without reading the ninth or tenth novel of Gottrich and Felix, I feel like he would have had to have been at some power level that made him more like an AOS character in the world that was, right? Like that he was, didn't fit. Like if he's trading places with Grimnir, like he's larger than life. Um, I I definitely felt with him, like yeah, slamming a pauldron into his shoulder and then a, the master rune into his chest at the end of this. Just you know, like you know, let's just do this right here and now. That felt very AOS. It felt very big and it felt very. Yeah, they showed us enough big things that are that and and how he addressed them that felt very like very much like an AOS character. Sure, he fits.
2: Um, although I definitely agree with what you guys are saying uh, in terms of what he's capable of and like in terms of like his actions and the things that he does and the things that are done to him. Like he, he at this point he does feel like an AOS character. However, from like him as a person or you know his his like internal characteristics i still think that by the end of the story he he does kind of still harken back to an old world for me like he still stands apart from other characters that we read about in aos in that
0: just because his first move when they get to hammer is go to the bar and drink
2: i mean actually you know you touch on a point yeah kind of <laughs> yeah. in a sense or like i don't know his first move is to bite someone's nose off like n- i'm there's plenty of things in in the age of sigmar that bite noses for sure but like he still kind of carries an air of like low fan low fantasy like personality thrust into a high fantasy body and thrust into a high fantasy setting i feel like a lot of the people that we read about are like the heroes are heroic and the evils are you know dastardly and sometimes there's shades of gray when we see like the the free guild people but they those stories sort of stand out against the backdrop of Aeos as well. And they kind of harken back to the world that was like when we read about free people, I think what, what people were always clamoring for those stories is because it harkened back to a, a setting that they were familiar with. It, yeah. it reminded them of the old world. Um, and so in the same vein, I feel like Gottrick kind of carries himself as someone who comes from that era as well. And I think he still does by the end of the book. Now, granted he's got a rune in his chest and he's cackling madly as he's slicing t- through people. But like, I still get the sense, I don't know, I can't put my finger on why or how, but like deep down, it he, he still seems that seems like a brawler, like a gutter brawler, like the sorts of people that you would come across when we were yeah. playing Warhammer Fantasy RPG, yep, as yep. opposed to someone you uh, encounter, you know, out on, um, you know, a, a mountain that's trying to eat people, or you know, a floating city, or you know, on a Sky Dwarf ship, or some of that big stuff that we see now. And so I- just
0: grittier, and sm- smaller in his own mind, or... Old-fashioned. Yeah, be yeah,
2: of. yeah, exactly. So the, the, all of those reasons, I think, contribute to why I still feel like he's got a foot in the old world. And I hope he continues to do so. I think that is going to be – it's a perspective you're not going to get from anybody else going forward, like, as we read more and more stories. So, um, all right. Uh, and we did get some questions. this time, I did remember to ask on Twitter. And so uh, our follower, at Wake of Godzilla, asks, uh, what are your hopes for this young dwarfling? Now that he's back and kicking in the moral realms, he's not young. Get out of here. <laughs> Wait. Um, and then uh, who would you like to see him face off with now? Uh, and then uh, he has another question I'll ask in a second. But um, what do you, what do you want to see from Gautrich, uh moving forward? Just additional insert word slayers. Like just him, like God be slayer and uh, Pantheon slayer. And
0: <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think Davey did a great job for me in terms of bringing Superman into the conversation the least exciting things Superman deals with are the things he deals with, with his fists. And so not seeing like a big battle there does need, I'm sure at some point he needs to like uh, punctuate a story with a, a fight. Like well, punch you eight. Um, so I think to try and put it to words would probably make it feel less. So, so keeping it, his true power kind of never seen is probably a good thing. So, what I mean, though, is that I think him wrestling with things have to be probably more interesting if they are social or emotional or something to that effect or where he is making it so that others can be better. Sure. Like, for me, it would be the opportunity for him to
1: interact with other pivotal people, like interact with Grungni or interact with the White Dwarf
0: or something like that. The, sure. These these like travelers. Piece together what has happened. or Sure yeah revisit
2: well and i'm sorry to keep making the hamilcar reference but like it it'd be fun like you say You're for forgiven. him to introduce you know him to see other people that we know through through his lens because he, he could sort of you know what's the phrase to to take the piss out of something like come at it from a reverent perspective some of these like characters that maybe we've placed on, on pedestals and um you know take him take him down a peg especially considering how powerful he is he literally can like in a sense talk to down talk down to them because of Considering how powerful have he is. Him and
0: Hamilcar meet and have the freeze frame jumping high five. Yeah. Are we going to have uh, him in front of a bunch of portals saying, uh, Stormcast Assemble?
2: <laughs> I can only hope. <laughs> on, on your left, Godric. Um The things uh, I want to see, um, I want him to gain things that he values in the moral realms so that they're under threat. Like he, he could. Uh, there's a chance he could lose them basically uh, especially i think with like Thankful, like scheming behind the scenes the only way you're going to get at gothic is if you start taking things away from him that like he treasures and so for that to happen he needs to gain things that he treasures uh, in the mortal realms and then you know run the risk of losing them i think that's um, a clear way to write interesting stories for for our, for our dude um and then he he being wake of godzilla on twitter asked uh, why was brian blessed so perfect for this role First of all, I'll ask if you agree with that statement that he's perfect.
0: I didn't. I didn't know him from much stuff, so
2: I don't either. Actually, uh, we are so
0: American, right? But it, Paul I, Paul is having an aneurysm right yeah. <laughs> now. I feel like he's a class. Maybe similarly, he's a classic talent mm. that has probably been a part of a lot of classic um, stories and audio dramas and stuff. And so there's probably like he's a voice of an era. And so bringing that to this, like he felt he's not the most modern, like new kid on the block voice talent, whatever. So there's an element of that seasonedness that comes across in this, that he's been around, he knows how to voice things. He's got almost like, um, for us, it would, you know, I guess for us, um, what's his name? You don't know me. James Earl Jones has a gravitas because of what he's been in, because of what he's done. There's a respected, you know, Oh, you hear his voice. You, there's so many feelings and emotions in that. So I think, I think he's probably got enough weight as an actor to bring that to this character. Who's supposed to be, you know, thousands of years old and been through chaos. Like,
2: did you just call Brian blessed old? I didn't. I'm going to tell you said that. Um, did you guys listen to, uh, the little bonus, uh, audio, uh, track where he gives a little interview. Nope. That guy's been around the block. He's not a new kid on the block. He's been around the block a couple times. Um, high adventure that fella. Um, but I think I can, I can only come at it from a like sound perspective or like a feeling or an effect that he, he, I don't have as much, you know, weight or history behind him as I think some people do. But, um, now that I've heard him as Gottrick, like I'm always going to hear got- Gottrick in that voice. So hopefully he, he voices, you know, them and him into the, into the future, for the foreseeable future. He's already got the other audio drama. He did that one too. Um, but, it, it's now cemented in my head. I, I think that um it was very convincing. Um, I think I mentioned before that it was a little over the top, but just like the right amount of over the top uh, for this character. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I just, I, I think his performance was great. Cool, cool, cool. All right, that's the end of our list of questions. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we go on? Get
0: the heck out of here. I feel like I've talked about things that I don't actually know. <laughs> so I probably shouldn't say any more. I'll just make up more stuff. <laughs> there
1: is some there's some good tap dancing there on uh what uh Brian Blessed brought to it. Um <laughs> uh, I uh I, I one thing and we didn't mention that I thought we learned was uh pretty pretty interesting. It looked into the uh Fire Slayers as mercenaries. Like mm-hmm. there was a whole thing about why the Order of Azir was trying to get this rune it was like because they were sitting on the fence. They said, Well, they hadn't committed to the fight and the Fire started saying, Well, Sigmar knows where to find us and I'm pretty sure that dude's rich, so he can pay you know he knows exactly how to get our help and so it seemed like the order of Azir had some sort of like black ops thing to try and tip the balance and get the uh get the Unbarak lodge to or Unbak
3: Unbach. Un-
1: Unbak lodge to uh commit to the fight one way or the other yeah anyway so it was uh that was cool because they've you know recently you know we've seen a number of times that yeah they they can act as these mercenary things or as this mercenary element, uh, so it was, it was um,
0: cool to see how that plays out politically a little bit. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's part of the reason he takes it out so hard on Broder to yeah. work for chaos.
2: Um, but I hearken him back to like you know the, to the perspective of, of the Fire Slayers and you know how they they sort of look at the world around them. There's a fun little exchange between Broder and jo- Jordan. Um, where he's they're talking about Stormcast and, and Broder's like, uh, well, I believe that guy was uh, Vanda's Hammerhand. He led the first battles in what the Azir insist on calling the Realmgate Wars. Oh, yeah. As if the Umbock Lodge never lifted an axe throughout the centuries they spent locked away in their Precious Realm. Uh, Jordan Jordan says, if he hadn't, then every realm would now be overrun by chaos. Broder says, so they like to tell us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I love the the uh, every time the the. Sort of the impressions, the opinions of the folks who were left behind. You know, basically the left behind series. Um, All right, Kirk Cameron. I you know uh, when they get to chime in and put their little digs towards Sigmar, I, I love it. I want, I want every book to have one. Um,
0: it's a lot of this. <laughs> Punching <laughs> at the sky.
2: Punching at the sky, yelling at clouds. All right. <laughs> um, anything else you guys want to talk about before we scoot?
0: Cool, Eric. Ro- Eric, roll us out. It's time for our reforging, but Sigmar, willing, will be back soon. Like, subscribe, share, or leave a review. Join us on Discord. Drop a tip on our Patreon. Anything you can do will spread the word of Sigmar farther than we can do it on our own. Chat with us anytime about your thoughts on Twitter at the Mortal Realms. Davey? I'm at
1: Red underscore Zeke, or
0: you can get us at the at WTHcast. Aaron?
2: Uh, I'm at Dos ASOS.
0: And I'm at Stone Monk Gamer. You can find all our Mortal Realms shows and content at themortalrealms.com. And uh, uh, millennia, Malineth. 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 sorry, we just we just met her. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this should have been my intro. What did Gotrek say when he came out of the realms? Oh, no oath. No, never mind. What? I don't care. Oath no. Explain it. Oath no. Oh, better. Closer? better. Closer, warmer. That's it. <laughs> told you
3: to do the bendy thing. All right. Um.
0: Grandpa Gurnison.